trap drunkenness. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the uh, Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, this is John Jagu, your host. I just had a fat finger mistake. I hit the wrong button. I played the wrong clip, so uh, I do apologize for that. It's not the, the cleanest way to start a show, but we will uh, get into a show regardless. We have an excellent panel of guests with us tonight, uh, another mystery guest. So uh, we, we, uh, it's, uh, I guess we're continuing our sweeps period, and uh, you know anything can happen on the Cantina Mekis podcast, so we're glad to have a mystery guest with us tonight and as always a, a distinguished panel of our of our regulars here at the cantina which is uh, a show if you have never heard it before we kind of have a barroom conversation about you guys it. it's uh, a little uh, a little looser on the uh on the social decorum let's just say on, on, on how we discuss the guy mackies so we're glad that you're, you're with us tonight uh, we are live on youtube and of course you can listen to this and all of our other Previous editions of the Cantina Mekis, uh, Ne, the uh, Cachirules, and then the Dos Acero podcast. So, thanks again for joining us. Gentlemen, we have an excellent uh, show uh, today. A lot of stuff has happened over the past week, which is uh, good for us. Uh, gives us some things to talk about. And uh, we're going to try and, for the first time, you know, maybe uh, keep it a little bit more uh, time-worthy as far as actually uh, trying to get off the air before we go into one of our jazz odysseys. So that's, uh, that is uh, at least one of my goals tonight. Hopefully you guys will have that uh, same goal as well. But let's get right into it. Let's introduce our panel of guests we have with us in South Los Angeles, Joel Aceves. Uh, you know him for his work here on the podcast and also a correspondent on Footmex Nation and Soccer Chronicle. And he lives out in Los Angeles. Joel, how are you, sir? Doing good, John. Enjoying the Santos America Copa MX match. You know, Joel, at halftime, I was all set to introduce you the way I would normally introduce you after, after uh, you know, if, uh, if Guadalajara. But I don't know what happened, Joel. And I'm glad that you were watching because uh, I think it probably would have uh, would have been very rough for you. Very rough. But they did win, John. So No, they didn't. What? They lost the Jaguares, Joel. What, 4-3? Yeah. Oh, snap. I was watching. Somehow I saw it the other way. I, I saw the result the other way around. No, they, they, they uh, in the second half, in like the first 10 minutes of the second half, they were up 2-0, and then in, in the, in, going into the three? 55th minute, it was 3-2. Chiba, uh, oh. Chiapas. Man, I, I don't know how I, because I was following the, well, I mean, obviously, the obviously you've been and... taking your pills, and when things start going bad for Chivas, the beta blockers start their work, and then you just become oblivious to any bad Chivas news. That, no, uh, you know, I, that happened. But remember last week, John, I told you. Remember, you asked me about this match, and I told you that Jaguares is is a tricky team that when they play, when they've played some of the top sides, they they bring the heat. So I'm, I'm not surprised. And and then was it at Chivas? Were they at home? No, it was. Uh, it was in the. It was in the Soque. It was in in Chiapas. In the, in the Selva. Um. Yeah. We've always had a hard time going down there. 
Lankandong Jungle, man. But <laughs> but up two zero, lose ultimately four three. Yeah, that was bad. It was uh not uh, not the best news for Chivas, but you know, luckily you still have uh, you still have Almeida, and obviously he will. Uh, you, know, you know what happened, uh, John? <clears throat> hit me, hit I think, me. I think uh, my 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 talking about Cruz Azul, I brought some of that bad mojo because I was telling uh, our guest from last week, Jason, how Cruz Azul was in position to bounce back. We were. We were pumping them all, all full of sunshine last week. <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> I had, and, and you know, it started off good because they beat they beat Querétaro at Copa MX. So uh, you know they did, and then they and, had a chance to go up one zero against uh, America, and the guy. Yeah, man. You you know, I think him is right here. I think what La Volpe said about about him is selling smoke and mirrors. It might have gotten to him, man. Yeah, you think, uh, because, you think the, old, the old man gave him a little gamesmanship? and Yeah, because you know what? This this match, the whole pressure was in America. You know, they were coming from a classical defeat. Uh, you know, the, La Volpe suspended. An, another defeat was really going to, you know, the fans already calling for heads to roll. And, and all you had to do was sit back, man, and, and play on their mistakes. And you know, let the pressure build on that team. They, I, I'm sure the stadium would have turned against America if, after 20 minutes, they can't do anything or are not playing good. But, I, but I he, would, he whiffed it. But you would argue that Cruz Azul might would have had the more pressure on them. They're much closer to the bottom of the table than Club America was. Really had like one win or so all year, and they're now officially in the uh, relegation danger zone. It's, Steve, uh, America's expected to be Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul isn't expected to beat America. They, they, they've been their whipping boys for for a long time. So I mean, yeah. At this point, they're used to losing to them. That is uh, our our special mystery guest, Steve Graff. Steve Graff, uh, where where are you? Where are you calling in from, Steve? I am coming. Calling in from Annapolis, Maryland, on the East Coast. Annapolis, which is home to uh, the U.S. Naval Academy, obviously. Uh, yes. It's a very pretty, very, uh, very, very quaint, very pretty little town. It's actually really nice. I like An- uh, Annapolis a lot. It's uh, probably a great place to live. Yes. Steve, tell us a little bit about your 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 your, your background and your and and, and the reason you follow Liga Mekis. At one time when I was in a when I was just starting when I was just a new graduate student, I worked in a lab with a lot of Mexicans. And that seemed to have a very strong impression on me. Eventually, as I started working on my own thesis, I I needed an outlet for writing. I initially thought, okay, I would turn to someone I thought I knew about, which was North American soccer, but I ended up one I ended up liking Mother. focusing on Liga Emekis and Football Mexicano a bit better. It was more accessible, particularly when you uh 
don't have a whole lot of uh, TV channels. And I started officially writing for Soccer League back in 2014. And it was something that lasted six months, but... um, Albeit with, uh, albeit with soccerly laying off a bunch of people, but um, I am now one like Jolie. I am one of the senior writers with Foot Mix Nation. I and I primarily do that for my writing. Although by day I am also a systems engineering student, and I've also published a paper that you probably will not ever understand. I think that you're selling us a little short there, it's there Steve, on the, on the paper there. Yeah. Now, here, 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 here in Austin, obviously uh, the home of UT, there's a joke that uh, the, the, the folks that, the, that write their master's used to get it published, and, and, and it sits in the library. They say they could put a $10 bill in the back of it, and then when they come back for their 10-year reunion, they go to the, and find their published thesis, pull it out, and they find that same $10 bill because no one's ever going to pull out that book. Is that true? Um. Not yet, because it just got published this week. Okay. Have you put your $10 bill in it yet? I haven't received my physical copy yet. I ordered the, I ordered the, I ordered my pre, I ordered my physical copy about a month ago. Congratulations. That's great. That's great news. I'm not going to lie, Steve. When you said that you were working in a lab with a lot of Mexicans, I was thinking, <laughs> Something else. My PI was. <laughs> Sorry about that, Steve. Sorry. No, no. My PI was Mexican. My PI was Mexican, and one of his postdocs that I was working with was also Mexican. Interestingly, they were both from Southeast Mexico. Well, we're glad to have you on, Steve. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, feel free to. Uh, you know, jump in. around the region of Atlante, Chiapas, Nicasha. There's also a good Mexicano joint that specializes in, in, I guess, cuisine from Osaka. Okay. That is a bit underrated, but that's probably it for proper Mexican cuisine. I have to tell you all a story about uh, a place in... On the other side of Philly, New Jersey, called the Mexican Food Factory, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll do we need to uh, continue on with introducing the folks. Yes. That was, uh, Steve Graff. Thank you very much for joining us, Steve. Uh, just up the road a bit, we have with us uh, joining us, frankly, a little a little early uh, uh, tonight. Usually, he uh, he he comes in late, but either way, he'll get his. We're talking about uh, Ron de Luna, who I'm sure, whether he watched the game or not, or found out about uh, the outcome, probably uh, had a, a few extra laughs just because it was against Cruz Azul. But, yeah, yes. but, but, um, yes, but America did uh, did enjoy a 2-0 win. Ron, congratulations for the big win, and uh, glad to have you back with us uh, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Thanks, John. Yeah, I did watch the game. I kind of I kind of had a feeling that they were going to win. It was kind of like last semester, same thing, you know, where they lose to Chivas and then they come back and, and beat Cruz Azul, you know, kind of like a slump buster, if you will. 
Absolutely. Well, it's, uh, you know, and then you guys were talking about, uh, you know, the pressure and, you know, when I saw La Volpe do uh, say what he said, I didn't necessarily think, I think well, one of the things he absolutely did do was take the pressure off the players. And then, he, you know, he made the game about the coach and then the other coach uh, bought it and then, you know, uh, responded. And then, and then that's what the press was talking about for a week. So they, they forgot to talk about the players. And, you know, the one guy who had been struggling is the one who got the, the, the two goals, Oribe Peralta, uh, wearing the captain's armband. And, uh, you know, this is probably the uh, beginning of the beginning for America for this season. You know, they'll make the, you know, they'll probably make the Liguilla and, and then anything can happen for them. So I think that that's, uh, I mean, that, that, that should be their goal. They don't have to, like, be top of the league, just make the Liguilla. And then they're, you know, as long as they go in hot, they're going to have a real good chance. And no better time than the present to start heating up. So, no, I, I agree, John. I agree. It's, you know, uh, it's obviously it's a, it's a good win, but they, they need to start building on it. They just need to stop, you know, listening to the press about, you know, that they're in a crisis, that they're in a crisis. And it's like, oh, get the hell out of there with that. Yeah, it ain't no crisis. Talk to Cruz Azul about crises. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then we'll uh, we'll discuss that. But Ron, always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, we have a, a lot of uh, items that we'll get to that I'm sure that you'll have plenty of things to talk about. But uh, we can't uh, we can't uh, say goodbye to you just right now without just a little bit of a little America, little America song. This is this this is what you're thinking when you watched when you saw Eva score those two goals, right? Like that's the song that comes to your mind because you you love that song so much. We're we're ingraining it in your in your brain. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Ronnie. Okay. Over now, Chiquis, you are not presently over in in in, in Southern Travis County, are you? Or actually, you're in Hayes County. You are. Uh, are you in California, um, Chiquis? Yeah, I'm in Milpitas, California. Mil, Milpitos, California. How, how are things in Milpitos? <laughs> Milpitas, man. Milpitas. I'm sorry. Milpitas. Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, near Sunnyvale. Oh, are you doing? Uh, are you getting your your uh, your, your, your your geek your geek checkup. Yeah, doing some your, work. Your, your annual geek checkup. Hey, but I, I will say, since uh, Steve brought up uh, Mexican food and stuff, I go to a restaurant over here in Northern California, and uh, I order tacos al pastor, and I get I get these tacos with beans, pico inside it, all this junk inside it. I'm like, what the heck is this? That was the weirdest thing I ever saw, and I guess uh, I guess they're Tijuana style tacos. I don't know. Yeah. Never had that before though. That's uh that that's a new one to me. I was uh in working in New Jersey about twenty years ago in this place, the Mexican food factory. And I was I had this crayon I saw they had like like cheese enchiladas and the way they described it, I thought, Oh my god, those sounds like 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 cheese enchiladas, you know, the stuff that I it was not cheese enchiladas, it was it was like an incredibly stale tortilla with, with Philadelphia cream cheese in the middle. <laughs> Oh, covered by a, probably a can of Wolf brand chili that had been blended to the point it was liquefied. <laughs> and maybe just like a sprinkling of like, you know, government American. It was, it was not, uh, it was not good. And then it wasn't, and, but I was so hungry. It was, it wasn't my finest hour, but I did eat most of it, which was just awful. Awful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm here in the hotel, just uh, watching the Pumas game. who just got scored on. <sighs> And then not only that, but then this this kid made this. Did you see the the unbelievable run the kid made after that? 
on the left side. Uh, I promised yeah, it. And, and, and he, he, he jukes like four guys. It's one-on-one with the keeper, and then he misses the shot. It's like, oh, yeah, that's – I had a bit of a reaction. I had to turn my mic down because I – I think I heard that expletive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize for that. I'm trying not to – I'll try not to do that. That's why I said this, this thing could get ugly tonight, but uh, we'll, we'll see yeah. what uh, what. I, well, anyway, Chikis, it's good to have you yeah, on. Right Chikis is our technical director, and uh, make sure that uh, that everything goes the way. Because when he's not here, and I, I feel like a, like a seventy five year old woman trying to like trying to do a typewriter for the first time when Chikis is around. So, so thanks to have you uh, aboard, Chikis, as always. Chikis, uh, your uh, your 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 gatos are. are your 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 newly adopted Gatos are playing great. Chapas is a fun team to watch. Yep. Yeah, they're doing good. I was I was glad. That, I thought it was done for whenever uh, Chivas went up two zero, and then surprise they came back. Yeah. Now I know that there's another game going on right now, and I'm pretty sure that uh, that a gentleman who lives in Escondido is uh, is watching it. Maybe he could give us uh, give us an update with what's happening. What's Dan uh, Dan Preciado joins us from Escondido. Dan, how are you? And uh, please give us an update on what's happening in the Copa Mekis game. Well, first of all, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, John, how's it going? It's going great, Dan. Good to have you, Alan. Uh, good to be on. Uh, update: I believe it's one zero. Furch uh, got a goal. Yeah. Um. And I, I know there was two clear chances also that they could have uh, scored on. Izquierdos uh, showed his showed why he was a why he's a center back. And uh, and Furch, uh, kind of did like a one eighty kind of turn to try to hit it on goal and uh, whiffed it, pulled it pulled it badly. But uh, but yeah, they're up one zero. Uh, hopefully uh, they'll hold on and uh, qualify to to the next round. Well, I'm sure that you will uh, keep us abreast of that. Now, I got to ask you, Dan. I know that that, that that Santos is playing better, but these uh, these last second draws have got to just be killing you. Yeah, whether it's at home or away, uh, they're uh, they're finding ways to give up uh, give up the win in, in the dying minutes of the game. Uh, so, definitely something that they need to sort out because. So yeah, it, they, they, they've been it sounds like they haven't games. gone. They haven't gone the full Chepo yet. They have. They haven't fully, hey, fully grasped hey, his you're concepts. Still the only undefeated team. It, it's just. It's just like um, they need need to avoid these momentary slip ups because most of the game they're they're really disciplined. They play well, but uh, they have these little lapses where just go sideways. They, but overall, pretty good. Still, uh, like 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 Hoyle said. They're they're undefeated still, so I'm still very uh, optimistic, and uh, hopefully, I'm personally kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, that they give uh, Ronaldo a chance, and since he's lighting it up right now, that they give him some chances because Fuchs has, has not produced. Um, I, I definitely think they need to give somebody else a shot. He did score today, Dan. Yeah, he did. He scored today. Yeah, like I can't just judge it off one game, um, in in a in a Copa. So, no, but, but overall, he's, he's, overall, he's team, been somewhat disappointing. It's only been like eight games. I mean, it takes a while sometimes to adjust to a new team, new tactics. I, I hear you. I'm not saying to bench him indefinitely, but I definitely think that he doesn't. 
deserve to be just the uh, the undisputed starter without any without giving somebody else a chance. He's Chilean. Who's... He's Chilean, though, man. He's no, Furch is Ar- is Argentine. Oh, wrong, wrong guy. I was thinking of Nakaxa, that guy from Nakaxa. Never mind. Pooch. Yeah, that's pooch. That, 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 yeah. that's Pooch. Hey, get Different. your Pooch and your Furch <laughs> straight. Different guy. Yeah, you know we're professionals, chicas. <laughs> But uh, well, you know, Dan, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that Santos has a successful season. I just would rather them not be at the end of next week the the only undefeated team in in Liga MX. So I'll just I'll just <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But glad to have you on. Well, tonight we do have, uh, like I mentioned, we have a lot of things to talk about because there's a lot of things that have happened, and I do want to jump in with uh, what happened. I guess it was ten days ago, near two weeks ago, when. Uh, when Tigres played Veracruz and they won 3-0 in the, in the Pirata Fuente, which uh, we found out last week from our, our previous special guests, it was, uh, they said that the, that the drinks are very cheap at the Pirata Fuente, I believe is what, uh, what, 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 what Jason had said. And the, and, the, and the crowd gets very friendly. And we saw some videos of the crowds uh, intermingling some chemicals with uh, what they were snorting uh, in, in the stands. And things got ugly. And... There was some violence. There were some some people that got hurt. Uh, clash between the uh, the Tigres fans and the Veracruz fans, and and Tuca was uh, on the field yelling at the cops to do it, like like very violently do something about it. And then he made some comments in the press conference later in the week, and uh, yada yada yada. Everybody got the, there were going to be some fines levied, and the fines were levied today. And uh, Veracruz, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, has a history of having this happen in their stadium. I can't imagine why. And uh, so they were, uh, uh, I believe, were given a is it a one game suspension where they have to play? Uh, is it in an empty stadium where they have to play somewhere else? And then I think it's uh, an em- I think it's ahead. an empty stadium. Is it an empty stadium? And then Tuca got a two game suspension, which is just frankly ridiculous, ridiculous. And I know which- that uh, that was something that was negotiated. It was initially a three a three home game suspension for. For Necaxa, or I'm sorry, for Veracruz, and then it was whittled down to one. So, yeah, unbelievable. You need something Here you that's have justice. Back. Here you have sort of a sense of justice, and for like the first time in a while, FMF would actually go out and enforce something regarding fan violence or fan trouble, and instead. They go after Tuca for accusing and, and the negotiation, and as you said, it's it's now like only a game, it's a one game closed door ban. I mean, at Maybe, the very least, you know, find out some cash, and I'm sure that probably, you know, I'm sure he had to make a healthy donation to somebody's charity to get it down to one, which we're probably never going to be told uh, whose whose charity that was, but. Uh, it just seems that uh, they had an opportunity, like you said, they had an opportunity there. You know, it's a, you know that kind of violence we don't want to see in stands. I mean, I personally would rather not uh, see stuff like that in the stands. And uh, you know, and, and then Tuca, you know, was in the wrong for 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 what he said too. You know, he's uh, but he was, you know, I mean, to me, to me, Tuca shouldn't even been fine. He's just 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 you just give him a a monetary fine and be done with it. But uh, or at the very least, uh, if you are going to fine, is it because he? "Quote unquote assaulted a police officer, or because he was no. I think it was it was, from, it was inciting violence after the fact, which which again, Frank, is, is is not a good thing at all. It was but, during you know, the fact 
after the game, but I guess during that whole scandal. He incited the violence with his comments. Well, potentially incited. Well, violence. yeah, he incited future violence. Yeah. He and he had, a chance to, he had a chance to kind of take it back a little bit and still kind of... Yeah, he still stood by his statement a little. Yeah, he's he's like no, I mean he's like uh, he basically saying he's like uh, he's like um they're not the basically saying the fans are I'm I haven't changed my opinion I hope they do it but the fans are smarter than I am or something. No estén buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. Exactly. Well, the Tuca, what he did, I mean, he did two things. What we just mentioned right there, but we got to look at the history of Veracruz. This dude, uh, Cudi, he's the one that like assaulted that old dude from the. The refereeing commission, yeah, right. and then this happens. So it's like a, he's got a history of of this junk. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, so. the stadium itself has had a history with uh, with with violent behavior from fans. One year when they were uh, the game, they were relegated in, and it was actually against Pumas. And uh, I remember that guy uh, who used to be on Big Soccer, Disco Dale, uh, had actually gone to the game in Veracruz, and uh, they said that it got. It got really ugly, and then, and there there was some awful uh, violence then too. I mean, just uh, you know, fist fans breaking or fist fights breaking out in stands, and yeah, they they need et cetera. More than and, one I, game. and I know it's happened more than that. Yeah, I mean, it should have been, yeah, yeah. And we have to remember that Veracruz was also a team that uh, that 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 didn't they buy La Piedad when La Piedad was uh, was promoted? Then when they won their promotion, and 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 this guy Guri just just bought the franchise and moved it to. Uh, to Veracruz. Yes. yes. So, I mean, they've only been, uh, but but the the name and 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 the club have have been one of the, you know, one of one of the teams that have that have been in Liga. You know, one of the old uh, one of the older teams in Liga Mekis as far as like the team and the branding. So, it seems to, for whatever reason, it's uh, it's 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 a club that has a, a lot of influence in the. Uh, in Liga Mekis. Ronnie, is that, uh, does that surprise you that, that, that the Veracruzanos have that much pull with Liga Mekis? Uh, well, because Tampico the, the, is like a, just a smaller version of Veracruz. I mean, Veracruz is a port. So it's over, the, over the years, over the years, uh, Veracruz has been owned by a lot of politicians and state and, and, and um, government uh, organizations. So obviously they do have some pull. Um, I just, you know, I, I think that you guys are right that, you know, it's a, it's a city or a, t- a town that, or a club that's had its fair share of violence in their stadiums. Um, but uh, again, at the end of the day, I don't, I, I, you really can't blame Cody. You have to blame the, the Federation for allowing it. I mean, let's be honest. After the whole Chivas Atlas, you know, uh, playoff game a couple years back, where the game had to end, you know, I, I don't even think it, it, it like the, remember the game ended like in the what uh, between you remember this game? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, when Chivas was just pounding Atlas. It was if if, if he wasn't already, he was warming up, and and but well, uh, they, no, didn't, they didn't get a chance to hear him sing. I well, I, I bring this. I bring this up because, like, the day after, press, you know, the league, the federation, they're all talking really, really tough. How you know what? This is it. This, this is, this is it. We're, we're, we're tired of the, of the, of the, uh, the support groups. We're tired of this. You know, they're, go- they're all going to have to get, you know, registered. They're all going to have to do this. They're all going to have to do that. The fines are going to, 
and nothing happens. You know, it was, you know, you know, they 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 pretended like they they were going to be you know tough about it because the press was on them for a while, but now it's business as usual. So then, this doesn't surprise you at all that this uh, that this decision was made because no, not at all. You know, and if I got and I gotta say, you know, Tuca should at least get uh, you know get a get a, a one game reprieve just because you know with the way when he speaks he doesn't send in that cute Brazilian accent of his that you know even if he says rough stuff you can't help but just have a smile on your face when you listen to it just it's, it's hilarious so it was uh, unfortunate that all that happened but as you said Ron it's uh, it's the league has had a chance over and over again to to really set an example to folks and they just haven't taken advantage of it yeah I mean they were going to set an example after the uh, the Copa Libertadores match you know when when the uh, America lost to Sao Caetano, and the you know the, the 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 fans invaded and throwing wheelbarrows and this and that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I mean, there's it's in the, and then a couple of years back, uh, Cruz Azul played a game against Querétaro, uh, I think in Ciudad Hidalgo, or, or you know and stuff. Yeah, and 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 their funky B Stadium. And they're fucking beasting him, and they did this without proper security. And I mean, it got really ugly, like really, 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 really ugly. I mean, to, to the point where they're like, I mean, that was probably one of the worst, you know, fan I, I, acts of violence that I that I'd ever seen, at least on TV in Mexico. Did the Cruz Azulinos have their cement trough in hand when they, <laughs> when they were causing this violence? Uh, you know what? It seemed like it was more gallos that were do- that were uh, that were causing it than 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 Cruz Azul. You know, really? Yeah, they're so ima- had- you know Cruz Azul fans are emasculated. They they don't start stuff anymore. I had to explain to my wife on Saturday that my team Pumas was losing to the White Cocks of of Querétaro. <laughs> she died laughing. She thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't think it was particularly funny, but. Uh, but anyway, well, uh, gentlemen, uh, white roosters, man. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, but uh, did tomato, it, tomato. The FMF tonight, SmackDown, didn't they uh, uh, suspend Novareti seven games for spitting on Chucky? Seven games, man. Well, well Chucky's one of their stars. It's a messed up channel. Yeah, but it's, but it's a and, priority but, but you, of. But look, look. You have Jesus Martinez. You have Jesus Martinez. You know, and Pachuca that are probably you know they have more. They have a lot more influence now. You know, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, Tuki is one of the the sort of stars they they went into the market. So anything that sort of happened with him sort of gets amplified. Even though Novaretti is. A foreigner is a foreign player, an extranjero. He's not necessarily all that critical to at least the Mexican face of. Yeah, well, well, wait a second, but Liga wasn't, isn't Novarrete? Isn't he a Leon guy? Yeah, he's a Leon guy. Yeah, so if they have if they have all this pull, then oh, but it was his kids. It was his kids' team. He just did it yeah. to show the kid a lesson, <laughs> toughen him up. Well, that's so, major. Cor- uh, that's major corruption, then. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like, oh, look at at this guy. He's getting bids from, like, he's he's like getting Ajax now. Celta de Vigo are looking at Chucky. 
must be the star and obviously and even if it's like the same ownership like Leon and Pachuca are there's this instinct to want to try to take him down take who down take him down the Chucky like you star you have that's how you have to survive is yeah but see but Pachuca I don't think they have to worry so much about surviving they got they got plenty of cash no, I mean surviving it for the player. Mentally. Oh, for the player. But mentally. Well, Chucky has been, if I'm not mistaken, and I think it's 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 the same uh, this season. Isn't he the most fouled player in the league? Like by far the most fouled <clears throat> player in the league. Probably, but I could I could say going on Steve's point right there. Um, if you have some young kid who's sort of small and, and annoying looking, and you have him just met between <laughs> you and a little punk. Yeah, you have it's a little punk, and nobody's just like a grown man. He's like a big dude. He ain't gonna let that little guy come and you know juke him and score goals on him. So he's gonna get frustrated, get rustled, and and probably that's why he, like you said, he's he gets fouled a lot. And some players explode, and others and others don't. You're gonna get kicked and kicked. Sometimes you get the calls. Sometimes you don't. And. Many times, many times, you don't. Uh, there's a saying I always have, and I watch these games: is he who blames the arbitros will lose, because you can't necessarily be sure you're going to get the call. And you see, particularly, this is worse with European, with in <clears throat> Europe, or MLS players congregating around the referee every time there seems to be a some. Somewhat testy challenge for a foul. I think you said that happens pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So. And you sort of want, and but you, on the other hand, it, it could get to the point where all of a sudden someone may could go ahead and go harder and harder in the tackles. And but. That's a that's a point for another day. Well, I mean that that, that did happen in the uh, in the late eighties, early nineties, when and, and Italia ninety, frankly, is 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 just a classic example of it. Was was the the, the advent of of the quote unquote professional foul, and then just the you know you know because the, that they were just going to hack guys down because they were getting away with it. So 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 that was the unfortunately that became the style at the time, and it was just it was it was it was it was brutal. It was tough to watch and. You know, you know, players like Marco van Basten had, uh, I want to say he had, you know, almost a half a dozen ankle surgeries because of the fact he was getting clattered down so much. And it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that, uh, that, that has to be, uh, curtailed early, early, early truncated in the sense that, I mean, I know that people are going to foul and, and I get that it's part of the game, but maybe, you know, I always thought that maybe they should have a rule like basketball where, uh, if you foul, you know, six or seven times and you're out, you know, you, 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 you can't come back. I mean, to me, that would almost be, you know, a, a, akin to a red card. I, but, I think that would make the game a lot more interesting. I'll tell you what, the score would go up tremendously. But, um, you had, uh, you, I think you had, um, I don't know it was Layun or Herrera, I think it was Herrera tweeted a picture of his, uh, foot after the, uh, Champions League match. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, it was. It looked like uh, like it had been run over by uh, 
by a tank. It was it was ugly, but that was on one play though. I mean, that wasn't like like just a repeated beating. Yeah, well, John, John, this goes back to what I've been saying a long time. When Sambu was with America, the guy, the fact that he knows how to hide the ball well, he knows how to keep the ball. You know that obviously, but he would get hacked and hacked and hacked and hacked, and 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 the, and the official wouldn't call it because. Right. Yeah, he was and never. He was never going to get the call. Never. It may also be that he never went. It may also be that sometimes you just hold it and you don't go down, and down. you create. But would, would yeah. go down. Yeah, they would. Uh, they they call the obvious ones, but they would. But he he never got the. He never had the protection that other players enjoy. Even even still, though, I don't think the. I don't think League MX is that bad. I think they they do a a a, a real good job protecting the players for the most part. I think the worst incons- there's to be fair. If you ever watch an MLS game, the inconsistency of the officiating is a lot worse. Sometimes it seems like a routine tackle, and a guy gets sent off. Well, I mean, I, I yeah. don't think it's especially. I don't, I don't think you could. I personally don't think the Mexican league is any is any worse than any other league as far as like the bad calls go. I think the, you see pretty horrific calls in the best of leagues. But, right. But uh, when when I start watching uh, the champions, the Concacaf Champions League, or even the uh, under twenty qualifying, yeah, you get to see what what refereeing, what light refereeing, or or, or where they don't blow the fouls, like. I, I think if it's all about perspectives. You watch the Mexican league and you're like, all right, they they, they don't call a lot of stuff. But then you watch something from Concacaf and you're like, all right, I mean, they're, they're these guys are butchers. The way they, the way they go into tackles, they're 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 just reckless. It's a and, gritty, and, and and you don't even get you don't even see yellow cards. Uh, like, I mean, it, it's 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 odd, and and not only the, it's is it inconsistent, but they let so much go. Without without uh, bringing out the cautions to 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 protect the players and and to allow the game for, for to be more fluid, the that's what I think. Where as much as I know, it's easy to to, to complain about 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 the referees, but I think Liga MX. I think the reason we see so many goals, the reason we enjoy it so much, is because I think a lot of the talent is allowed to shine. Even though you, I mean, there's still. I guess you could always be a little bit better as far as protecting some of the some of the the, the talent. But I think by and large, the Mexican league does a good good job uh, allowing the talent to shine. I also wanted to bring up another point, which is if you had to survive with that challenging, you had to be on your game and basic and score. You had to hope they miss. And it's like it got used all of a sudden you got used to the refereeing standard that you would see in Honduras, El Salvador, um, Panama, or I don't know Costa Rica is this way. I certainly know I've seen a, a game from Honduras now or then on the Facebook live streams. They act like – and – it's definitely might be more physical day in and day out, at least in the top flight, or at least it's a much grittier, harder 
five of what you have to survive. But then again, in um, when I think Deaglas went down to um, Buenos Aires, might have been either Buenos Aires. Yeah, Buenos Aires at River Plate. Andre, did anyone see the pick? Like Andre Pierre Gignac is probably like the first time that he had gotten kicked while with really badly kicked while with the Tigris shirt. Oh, and down T- in, wearing a Tigris shirt. Motagua. Yeah, got or the second or it was the second time. See, I've always, but I've always, it was uh, pretty bad. Thought that it would, I would, I would love to see. Um, an Italy or a, or a, or a Spain or a France you know, go down to San Pedro Sula. <laughs> see how well, they a game uh, that mattered. Yeah, exactly, and and and, and see how they how how they like it because uh, it can be uh, in the humidity too. Yeah, when it's ninety five and you know then they in play the, three. If clock. it's a Molero, if it's a Molero, then it's not. Then no, it, it won't be, man. Those places have never hosted a game like that. It, it will be like a World Cup game for them. Teams. The problem is, typically in these games, like the Andorlas will wilt it because they're just in awe of the stars. Trust me when I tell you the, that they will, they would, they would give it everything they had. In there. Yeah. The, yeah. And then, and then, on the tack, on then, on some of the work that they'd have to do defensively or tactically, Spain could just simply overwhelm them and find and. Do they do these little 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 ghost movements when on during a phase of the phase of the game where you don't necessarily expect much to happen and and they could absolutely destroy Honduras on that front. Well, I mean, but sure, but they have to do that, and uh, you know, I, I just that the. the uh, the intangibles in that game would uh, would would definitely favor favor Honduras. Now we should move yeah, on. But you have to have a but you have to have a home and home World Cup for that. Well, I mean, you're never going to get that. Well, of course not. As We're just... long as the the as long as the qualifying scenarios are the way they are. Right. I mean, that's in the World just, Cup just at a, a pure... neutral venue. Pure speculation. Now, now, one team that had to go down and deal with with the heat and the humidity, and it turned out it didn't do too well for them, was was Chivas. They were up two zero. I thought that uh, you know this was, you know, that the Chivas was going to be able to maintain. Uh, you know, that after winning the Clasico, they have a you know get another big win, and it didn't. It didn't turn out that way. They gave up three goals uh, very quickly in the second half. Lost. Ended up losing ultimately four to three to Chiapas, who are now, if I'm not mistaken, ten points clear of the. Uh, of the of of the drop zone because they've been playing so and, well and in ninth place so they're they're within playoff reach. They are. Then they have then they have yet to win a playoff game, which is uh, which is which is unbelievable for them. So so Chivas goes down and lose. But hold, you said that this was uh, that you, you would probably expect the loss uh, down in Chiapas because they they always seem to struggle down in the in the jungle. And and also Chiapas had been you know they've gotten some. Some big results. They get really good results against really big teams, and then they lose to Veracruz. Hold, hold on, my um, my earpiece is cutting off. Well, we, we'll, 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 we'll get that uh, straightened out. Chiquis, your uh, your 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 Jaguares are are looking good. 
You should be proud. Yeah. Uh, Moises Munoz was pay, is paying dividends. And uh, I just wanted to say the America, uh, Ronnie seemed to be getting a little bit uh, big-headed there with the Cruz Azul win. Um, I, I still think crisis isn't in full play, but it's, it's lurking around. But yeah, I mean, Chiapas, like we were talking about last last week, they're playing up to the competition and losing to lower quality teams, and yeah, that's that's the way it was with Chivas. Right, but that's now, pretty bad for Chivas to just <clears throat> blow that. Blow, they blew it pretty bad. Now, Chiapas again was one of those uh, franchises like back in, in in 2013 when La Piedad came up where uh, the team that ultimately ended up getting relegated was San Luis, even though they were still in the, uh, they were still in the, uh, in the top flight. Cause what ended up, God, excuse me. What ended up happening was uh, Veracruz descends. La Piedad is the team that's supposed to come up, but then they had a, a franchise swap. You know, it's like one of those reality shows and Veracruz swapped with, uh, with La Piedad. So they, miraculously made it into the first division and then the San Luis franchise flip-flopped with Jaguares and then Jaguares stayed in the first division and San Luis is, Real San Luis ceased to be and they're the ones that ended up uh, going down to the uh, into the second division but you're uh, you're, 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 you're kitty, one of your one of your crazy cats is doing well ninth place as Joel said they, they have uh, you know they brought a lot of good uh, foreign players in and it's working out for them They've been, and, they, and they've been able to assimilate very quickly because, because uh, frankly, they play really, really well. They are, they are, they really are an entertaining team to watch. It's, uh, it's, it, it's getting to the point where uh, you know I used to be, I used to joke that like Jaguares and Puebla played each other every week because John, yes, eighty ninth minute, America ties. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, had to be. Ronnie, you must be happy about that goal. I am. I just didn't want to rub it in Dan's face. (laughs) (laughs) That is just awful. Awful. Speaking of rubbing things in somebody's face, um, never mind. (sighs) You still want to show me your cucumber? What was that? So oh, well, is, Porch, is Porch just just knocked one back. Oh, look at that! Well, there you go, Joel. Poblete, um, yeah, this could be a big win for Santos. I don't think they've beaten any any well, top team since. This is, uh, called, this is just called by Mekis, Joel. Let's, let's not. But but I mean, to, it's a crisis. Still, yeah. to beat America and and for what we were talking about, Santos. Uh, Giving up late calls, as, and as then and Furch, Furch not being able to score now he, you know, doblete. Um, yeah, get off the Schneid. He waited till I till I publicly criticized him. Let's let's be honest here. The game mattered more for Santos Laguna's Copa and Mekis chances than it did Club America's. No, it's true. It's true. Yes. But it helps. But but these things help because but you can't carry over to league. It, it's um, Chivas has used it a lot. I mean, with Almeida, the the team wasn't playing that good, but they would get Copa MX wins, and it would lighten 
you know, it will lighten criticism or or help help in other ways. So, uh, you know, for for Santos and they hadn't they haven't really had big wins, even though they're undefeated. It's it's you know. Yeah, and no, also I, to get I, it dramatically it, like it, they it, did, it helps. It, it's a morale boost for sure. And right. uh, and and it's not like I don't think either team showed up with their very best. Um, uh, I know Santos definitely uh, didn't uh, uh, field uh, their normal starting eleven. So I think Chapon was playing, wasn't he? Um... Yeah, he started. Um, just a, 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 a lot, a lot of the. So I think was it probably the forwards and the and the center backs were probably the the, the, the starters for the most part. But you well, had a. This is good for the kids because if, if if they, uh, you know, obviously it looks like they're going to make it to the to the knockouts in Copa Amecchi. I think that they they're going to win their little. However, it is the for, excuse me, the format plays out. So that'll give all those kids down at the U twenty a real good chance to uh, yeah, for sure to uh, to play because uh, the the U twenty played again today uh, the, in a must win game. They had to win by at least two goals in order to ensure qualification. And they were playing in Salvador, and the reason for that is because they had lost one zero to the uh, to the U.S. in the the first of the second round games because Concacaf changed the format from uh, a a straight up knockout to get to whatever it is that they get to in this tournament. I guess the final, but uh, the the prize, of course, is is the World Cup qualification ticket, and they ended up going to uh, two groups of three, and then the winners of that, or I guess two teams emerge from that. To, uh, Actually, it's four. Well, that's oh yeah, yeah. Two teams from each four, group emerge. Four qualified and then four, to the World four Cup, total. two right, qualified yeah. and final. Yeah, and so yeah, so four teams qualify, and then the two play a what is essentially a meaningless final because again, the real prize is getting the ticket to the World Cup. Then Mexico was able to win today, six to one. So they uh, uh, they have assured themselves of uh, of one of those tickets. And uh, again, the uh, the Santos players were the ones that uh, came through. One of them had a hat trick, and he actually looked pretty good. And that was uh, was it Uriel uh, Antuna. Antuna Uriel. That's a great name. That's a that's a good that's a good name. Uriel Antuna. Yeah, not bad for a midfielder. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and and he and he has some wiggle. He has, he has some potential. Uh, I did not get to see the U.S. game because I was uh, I was not in a position where I could watch. I could watch the match, but uh, I'm sure uh, some of y'all were able to see it. Uh, what uh, what did we uh, what, what 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 did we see in that game? What was the reason that Mexico had a uh, had had struggled? Did you see? I don't know if anyone saw the match between USA and Panama in the group. The USA effectively did to Mexico in the midfield and wide areas what Panama did to them in the opening match of in their opening match group stage match. So what did they, were they, were they physical? Did they, they basically made it hard for Mexico to build anything. And they created a whole, they, and they created a number of chances, or at least they got into a number of dangerous areas. But Unlike unlike Panama, only the Mexico probably got off a little easy with the uh, with the one goal conceded, and that was like in the twenty sixth minute. 
off of a set piece. Okay. But off of a corner kick, but um, if you looked at how Mexico would play during the group stage and played this first game and then contrast it with what happened against El Salvador, Salvador, um, the one that played against the U.S. seemed to be a much more timid team. I, I think that I think uh, the what, surpri- what wasn't surprising was the the tactic that that the U.S. went into the game because they they I think they kind of mirrored in in, in some sense what Honduras did, which is you know uh, immediately pressure. Uh, the back line in the midfield whenever they, they, they got possession and try to force tor- turnovers. And then, and eventually, like in the Honduras game, it really threw the passing off. Uh, the, the, the pressure got, got to them. They were more, I think, concerned or scared about the, the oncoming tackle than making sure the pass was accurate. And I guess the, they, they, they struggled in a similar sense against the U.S. where they were unable to pass, unable to build. They were um, resorting to pelotazos because they couldn't uh, uh, build up the play, and then U.S. does what the U.S. does best, you know. They and then they pieces, but they also they also still didn't quite have the malice in that. Kind of, so it wasn't that's a big difference. Quite, quite the re- reflection. And, and this is something that is a mentality. Whereas you would see in the U, in the Panama U.S. game, Panama, they would find they would actually like moment and and they'd find like right when the gap opened, they would they would play the pad, they would play the pass. They knew they were looking and looking for that kill that kill per se. And whether it was in whether it's in what down in down wide areas, whether it's through the middle, that was where the pressure turned out to more goals than it was. But again, it wasn't still like what happened against El Salvador. I think this was more of a match that turned easy because El Salvador just basically gave up the ghost at some well I mean they they capitulated very quickly um, I think it was it after 15 minutes that it was already 3-0 uh, then Salvador had gotten the, uh, the the own goal to make it 3-0 and then it was uh, procedural after that the the, the game today uh, but but again that that is exactly why exactly why Gwankakov changed the format because they, they want their better teams in the tournament and this is one way to, to, to not necessarily ensure it, but to make it a lot, you seem a lot more by it, likely. Though, John, I mean, uh, do it, I seem bothered it, by it? Well, it's just it, it's so it's so tr- it's so. Tr- it's is it so bad that they want the better teams to to qualify and represent the region in the World Cup? I mean, I mean, does the the senior team the seniors don't the um, national teams don't don't do anything like that, like a knockout 
where to, to determine a, a qualifier. So I mean, I think it makes sense to have a, a groups. Although I think it, it should just mirror the the way that the just have a hexagonal. Although that being said, the men's tournament is a lot longer. The Concacaf used to have this. What is now the Copa Oro used to be how teams from Concacaf qualified for the World Cup. And and for years they would only send the winner of that tournament. You didn't get you didn't get done in that short tournament. You weren't going to the World Cup. It wasn't until after more teams got that they that Concacaf received more um, bit more spots in the World Cup that they even moved to the hexagonal. Right. Well, I mean, the uh, it used to be two spots, and it was two spots when they had sixteen teams in the tournament, and but, uh, and then it expanded to three in, in, in France. Wasn't it one one spot first? Uh, no, no, it was it was. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was two at least uh, through Mexico nineteen seventy. So there may it may have been one before that, Hoyd. Yeah, it was one before. <clears throat> and but, but I know it was. Well, not always. Not 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 always. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe it was just one. Not, it, yeah. Sometimes it wasn't even a, a full a full one because if you recall the in Chile for the sixty for, for the sixty two World Cup in Chile, they had to beat. Mex- uh, they had to be but, but exactly Paraguay. They had to be Paraguay because Chile because they they didn't want Mexico to have a free, they didn't want the the well at the time the Concacaf region to get a a full spot because they wanted more South American teams. So they gave you know half a half a. Uh, slot to to the to this region. Joel, do you so, know you know who scored the uh, the goals in that uh, in that playoff against uh, Paraguay? I think it was Hector Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was Hector Hernandez. No, no, it was uh, it was Joel's boy. It was the one that started a game a few years ago, and I, it was against Pumas actually. Was it Ch- Ch- Chavarri? Yeah. You sure? It's not, it wasn't positive. Okay. Positive. <clears throat> and uh, I thought that the Puma should have given him like a planchazo, you know, on a on 50-50 play. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but it was uh, – but I think you're right because I remember in uh, – well, I don't remember because I wasn't alive, but uh, it, I, 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 I keep thinking that it was two, but it was – I guess two started with the uh, with the uh, – the 82 World Cup, because that was when El Salvador and Honduras went. And that was when they played that that little mini tournament in, in Honduras. And Hugo was still playing at Real Madrid. And he, like, flew in the day before to play the final against Honduras. And they ended, they had to win it to qualify. And they tied they, they tied 0-0. And Honduras was already in. And that that's what sent El Salvador, which actually turned out to be a good thing. Because uh, El Salvador lost, was it 10-1 to to Hungary? 12, the- wasn't it? Was it twelve? I know it was a lot. I know it was double digits, and uh, yes. And then Honduras actually had a really good World Cup, and they and they just missed out qualifying for the. Uh, oh yeah, you were right. You were right. Uh, good, good memory there, yeah. John. They gave why. they they played Spain. It was in Spain. They played Spain, and they and they were they gave them everything they could handle. Honduras did. They. I heard. I heard that. Well, Catracho was telling me this. Huh, so who knows? So you, so you have but, to. But it's like like forty forty percent true. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but he was talking about they gave uh, they gave Spain a dodgy penalty kick. They did. 
He's, abs- he's absolutely right. Yeah, he's like, man, we were playing our the best game of our lives. And yeah, and, and then and the then they had, just... had a then they should have beaten Yugoslavia too. The Yugoslavia was was the other team in the group, and uh, it was kind of the same. And they they gave they they gave them all fits, and but it ended up being Nor- uh, Northern Ireland and Spain who advanced, and then Northern Ireland beat Spain and Spain. Yeah, so it was uh, that group was a lot tougher than people expected. But yeah, but Honduras they they even though they didn't make the second round, they acquitted themselves very well in that World Cup. They had two ties and a loss, and they ended up not. Uh, not making it because yeah, uh, Concacaf gets a bad rep up for that uh, Salvador result. Yes, they uh, do. But the majority of results, they've been hard fought, you know, since since uh, we've been able to just qualify uh, regularly or or had handed more spots. Uh, Concacaf teams have never really been, you know, just dominate dominated. They they always held their own. Well, I mean, there have been. Uh, uh, I know that uh, that actually Mexico played El Salvador in the World Cup in 1970, and they beat them 4-0, and that's what allowed them to to qualify. So, oh. Oh. I mostly br- I mostly brought this up because it, at one time, because now the qualifying tournament starts like even like the year after the World Cup, or like one of the international windows, like right after it. And already, World Cup qualifying is starts in our. Well, it has to. Region. It has to because there's so many countries. Yeah, and there's only like four spots. Well, I mean, what they what they could a, do. You know, I know that that Tigres is going to win this game or two zero, but Pumas has had so many ridiculous ridiculous chances that they haven't been able. Ugh, drive me crazy. But I, I remember those Premundiales. At least I remember the one in '82 for sure. Because El Salvador beat Mexico like in the uh, it was it was like late 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 and then that's why they made the World Cup and Mexico didn't because back then if y'all remember it was only two points for a win instead of three so 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 ties were 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 all well obviously nearly as valuable and 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 a loss wasn't as devastating but. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. Do America loses tonight to Santos in the Copa MX, but they got their big win against uh, Cruz Azul. El Clásico. No, you don't like it, the Clásico Joven, do you, Joel? You want to call it the, the, the Clásico Chilango? Yeah, that sounds better. El Clásico. Let's, let's see what it really is. It's, a clásico, it's a clásico Naco. Let's be honest. <laughs> right? El Clásico Indio. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go there. I'd say yeah, I draw the line at Naco, no, the classical, whatever you want to call it. Uh, or, or, and, and, or, 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 John, to be in trend with what's going on in Mexico, you could call it maybe Lady Classical. But uh, we let someone at the airport. It's very, oh, sorry. Very, very. By nice. the way, even with the loss. Because the law, because Santos did beat a group America that bad, both Santos and America are three to the next round. So they they they're gonna beat the uh, the two Ascenso teams that are in their same group. Yeah, I think it was Colas that was in Santos and Americas. Right. 
Well, uh, well there, now, now, Ronnie did point out last week that uh, the Cruz Azul and America do have, you know, in addition to their regular season history, they have a, a very extensive playoff history with each other. Of course, we were witness to that uh, uh, in the 2013 Clausura when uh, when America won on that uh, couple of last second goals to send it to, to extra time. And at that point, I think everyone knew what was going to happen. With with, with with America winning, and they got the the win again uh, this week. It was a lot of uh, a way that the, that this tie seems to have gone. Bad luck by Cruz Azul, uh, missed opportunities, and then America capitalizes on theirs, and they win two zero. And Oribe Peralta gets the two goals. America gets a big win. The stadium was full, and this is another thing I've noticed that the attendance is actually looks like it's doing very well this, in, in this in this uh, Liga MX season. The uh, attendance seems to be up almost in every stadium. Uh, the, the stadiums look a lot fuller than they did, and 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 it, when it wasn't La Volpe, it was on the sideline. It was it was Chiquis, and it didn't look like he had the walkie-talkie. So, do you think, uh, Ron, that this that this game wasn't was an over of of, uh, of Chiquis Garcia? Did did did, did he put the, did he sign the paperwork at the end of this game? Ron is muted. Did did he give him? Did you guys oh, give him a well, timeout? No, I guess we'll have to. We'll, we'll what, have to. What happened? What happened? No, I was. I was asking you if uh, if, if if this game was uh, was 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 a, was a Chiki's game through and through, or or if he had the had the walkie-talkie going. Uh I, well, I mean, he debuted a sixteen-year-old, so you kind of have you kind of take that with with a grain of salt. You know that you know. I think he was just using his game to to play certain players and. No, I'm, talking, I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about the the, the classical. Oh, the classical. Yeah, because the the Chiquis was on the sidelines for that too. Oh, I I didn't I didn't see a. Well, you know what? I, come to think of it, I don't remember seeing a walkie-talkie. But I mean, well, I'm, of course, I'm I'm using a figure of speech, but. Um, well, well, I guess my 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 question is: Did did did, did he have any? Communication with La Volpe, or, or was this or was this was this Chiki's was this a Chiki's game? Nah, nah, this, it's, it's La Volpe, dude. It's La Volpe. Yeah, Chiki's ain't gonna. He's not gonna overstep his bounds with yeah. his father-in-law. So is he? Is he car? Is he still Carlos? Is that what you're saying? He hasn't <laughs> gone from Carlo to Michael yet. He's still, he's still in the Carlo phase. Yeah. yeah. Don't give him anything important. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Uh, La Volpe. Chiquis was there for the show for the, the for the during the game. And you know, I gotta tell whether, you, he looks, whether or he not looks, you, he looks whether or not part. you, whether or not you, um, whether or not it actually like it was definitely pot, much more likely that La Volpe had had prepared the team and had. Um, had sort of had had a plan in hand and must have handed notes at some point to Cheekies. Well, you know, one of the things that I thought was very interesting was the fact that La Volpe, you know, obviously with the comments that he made with the coaching, the fact that he knew that he wasn't even going to be on the pitch, you know, so he was just. You know, talking smack. You know, talk. Well, I'm not, you know, talking about you know. I get it. So yeah, here you go. Smoke, smoke and mirrors and you know he he sells smoke, you know, and stuff like that, you know, so and and obviously Hemis 
he you know hook line and sinker man he 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 succumbed to La Volpe's uh you know mental game and you know uh, Ron when I was in college a vende humo had a had a had a totally different meaning <laughs> oh, oh Seth, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, uh, you know the fact that that Chiquis gets the, uh, the 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 reps that he does, obviously with the suspension, but also in Copa Mekis, it wouldn't shock me if if he if if he gets uh, if he gets a shot with somebody, because because it seems like he's. Uh, I mean, I, I almost feel like, 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 with, with what's going on with America, it's it's more it's more cheekies than level. To be honest with you, because it seems like he's around at least at least definitely with the youngsters, and it just seems like, the, um, you know, obviously level is still the coach and all, but 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 I know that the, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if, if cheekies does more of the day to day stuff with the players, because of the fact that 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 level does have the confidence in him to. Uh, to coach oh, the you know the Copa Mekis, et cetera. So. Oh, by the way, isn't La Volpe technically a caretaker? Well, he, his his contract is up now. Here's the question, Ron: If his contract is up, and he and he doesn't renew, and the team doesn't renew, uh, if they if they offered it to Chiquis, would he take it, or would he do the do the family thing and walk away with? Uh, with I think with, he. With, with I don't. I, I think he he would. Uh, I don't think he he would stick around. I think he would, you know, leave with La Volpe. Really, even 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 giving giving the the opportunity to coach, you know, essentially the the mother. Joel, Joel, close your ear. <laughs> you know, coach the you know the the, the biggest team in Mexico. You no, think, you think his family loyalty would would mean has that much pull? You know what would you do? Uh, they offer you. Would you would you go with Daddy or, or would you or would you do? Would you take the gig? I I'd, I'd go with. Uh, I wouldn't take it. You wouldn't take it. Well, he's got he's got to see Palencia and uh, Jimmy Lozano and what they're doing. So he he's got to he should be tempted and. And take it. If they can do it, he can do it. Well, you know, maybe that's what Chiki says. Maybe he needs to start wearing the, the, the Paco Palencia yoga pants on the sidelines with, 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 with the coat and the, and the sweater. You talk hats. about a pecho frío, John. Did you guys see the new the, the, the article this week uh, about the, you know, they had their graduation for their, uh, for their officials and, uh, and coaches? The three guys that stood out from the coaching class was uh, Chaco Jimenez, uh, Bolso, and uh, who was the other one? He was another player. He was a pretty good player. Um, no, I mean there were a couple other players. I mean there were players in, in that graduating class, but those are the there were three of them that stood out. I forget the, who the third one was, but he, he you know he had a pretty long career, uh, or still has a you know career. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm cheeky. So I don't know if I would take it or not. Dude, how could you not? I mean, sir. I mean, and, and La Volpe, I don't think La Volpe would stand in his way. I mean, La Volpe would understand what kind of an opportunity that is. You know. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he would understand it, dude. But yeah. you're saying he, that, uh... 
it takes a certain it takes a certain somebody to 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 know how to coach the America. You don't think Chiquis has it? I don't know. Chiquis, stand up for your tocayo, man. Come on, seriously. I think he does. He's proven it. He's won. He just beat Cruz Azul. If uh, he won Copa Mekis in the last, didn't he win Copa Mekis in the last uh, Copa? Or no, did they lose? I'm sorry, did they lost to, to, to uh, Chivas in the penalty? They, yeah, they lost to Chivas. If Ambris can take the, if Ambris can take the team, then Chiquis can take the team. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know, but Ambris, Ambris, I mean, he 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 has more uh, coaching, more coaching experience than than, than than what's his name, than Chiquis. Just because he went to Spain or wherever. Just because no, he went to Europe. He, he also coached Chivas in Querétaro. Yeah, so I mean. So you want Chiquis to get coaching experience first before he before he takes the dive. <laughs> you just don't like him because he's too pretty. No, I, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a problem with Chiquis. I mean, I'm just saying that I, I just don't know that he would he, he would be the right you, fit. He makes you feel funny when you watch Gru America when he's on the sideline. I'm not gonna lie; it does move a little in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> You still want to show me your cucumber? It's like that that Daniel Tosh clip comedy show when he's talking about like you know uh, David Beckham. That Brad Pitt and David Beckham should have you know they should uh, they should like sleep together and have a baby. At that point, it's not it's not you know it, it's art. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey everybody! We're all gonna get late. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't. He he hasn't coached, you know, by himself yet. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if if he would be the right fit for America. You can't tell me that he hasn't. Well, I guess he hasn't taken the training wheels. The training no, wheels he off. hasn't. No, he hasn't yet. So maybe he'll get to take him off like at Zacatepec or some or some, you know, glamorous place like that. I'm a I'm a romantic at heart when it comes to Liga Mekis. I like seeing all the uh all the, the, the traditional teams in the league. And uh, for I'm not sure why, but but Zacatepec I've just I've always loved. I'm not, I don't know what it was about them, but I just I really liked them when I was like my second team when I was a kid. They were terrible. But uh, I would love to see them. They have a cool little state of Ronnie, you were talking about earlier. I think we were off air, we were talking about how uh uh, for whatever reason, uh, Mexican stadiums have been inspired by by things you find in the bathroom, whether it's a a toilet seat or a shower curtain or whatever it is. Uh, the, the the stadium in Zacatepec looks like looks like bathroom tile. Also, has one of those uh, funky looks uh, on their wall. That would be a, that that would be a great uh, team to uh, bring into first division. But uh, there was a report today, and that uh, it turns out that. Liga Mekis in their next owners meeting is going to uh, discuss the possibility of maybe considering possibly ending uh, promotion relegation with the uh, league in the Ascenso, which obviously would be the, the end of the Ascenso. And I would assume that they would want to absorb teams or they want to actually shed teams. I guess that, that's some of the things that they'll discuss. Uh, obviously uh, news, but it's not like this isn't something that hasn't been discussed before. So how much credence do we give to uh, them actually uh, seeing this through? 
you know what? They may want to go. They may want to do the whole uh, MLS type of uh, format where they have franchises. Aren't they already? Aren't they already franchises? Well, it's yes and no. At least- but, but, but the thing here, the, whole, the thing about it is the franchise and the way we know it is that, like here in the U.S., is that the league protects a market. Well, the Mexican Federation doesn't protect the market because you can have teams, multiple teams in, in different cities. And uh, so, you know, we, they, they use the word franquicia or franchise kind of loosely, but it, it's not really a franchise in, 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 the, in the strict word. You know, in the sense of the word. Um, now, if they, if they do if they do do away with relegation once and for all, yes, you're right. You know, the the essential would 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 cease to exist. However, I would see uh, uh, an increase in the teams in the first division, where it would be similar to the uh, major league soccer, where okay. Uh, you know, you have to, you know, have, you know, you have to have X amount of dollars liquid. Uh, I mean, like, for example, after that whole Coley Breeze debacle back in the, in the, in the late, uh, what, in like 2002, 2003, you know, the, federa- the Federation put in some, some stipulations that, you know, a team had to be liquid, you know, at least 5 million to pay, uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, sa- salaries and stuff like that. But now, the problem, but, but again, um, I I certainly see a whole lot of problems in that model, and those who know my earlier writing I, with Vavelle and whatnot know I am. It is if you really want a competitive, uh, if you really want the best possible representative culture, and not just soccer entertainment, as I'm going to call it. Soccer. You have to have. One, Soccer entertainment. Yeah, soccotainment, yeah. Yeah. There really has to be rewards for rewards <laughs> and costs for how you do in the competition uh, throughout because other than because um other than that you're you're finding ways of of just trying of inserting randomness or New Kabuki Theater to keep. Let me just add. Most of these teams will be owned by TV stations, so that's what it comes down to: entertainment. Yeah, but yeah, which is probably probably already is. And take look. Going after the NFL model, going after the major league, you know, not major uh, MLB model or NBA model. It's not. I, I I I can see Mexico, the Mex, a league MX doing that in, in the sense that you know, okay, well, we're we're going to do away with. Yeah. Keep 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 in mind keep in mind, Steve. Um, before the Ascenso, when it was Primera A, Primera A had sixty over sixty teams play in and out of that of that league over sixty. Right. Not at the same time. You're saying like. Like places well, came. You can always on. reform. You can always re re decide. Okay, you're going to have a tournament where maybe twenty of the sixty stay up, and, and the other forty go down, and the other and the other forty 
but down to another, I guess, division where you're divided into groups and been there, done that, though. But the thing is, is that it's if they are going to follow a model of of, uh, of another league that doesn't have pro- oh, promotion relegation. Pardon my inadvertent. I don't have Tourette's. Hey, it's don't just worry. I'm, I'm, uh, it's just ugly. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the NFL model, I think, actually works best for 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 league I make is because of the fact that it's an established league. It has established teams, but 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 what if they really want league I make is to, and it looks like, you know, maybe they're actually starting to see the writing on the wall with with who they're really going to be competing against in the next ten to fifteen years. That in Mexico, probably, but I'm not talking about it. But they need to they need to be able to have revenue sharing, and the only way they're going to do that is if they close the league and they just say, okay, it's going to be. X many teams, and we're gonna. You can, you, but you can also say, you can also say, look, you can divest some of the teams to, to maybe a private investor or supporters trust, and you try to figure out, okay, who would come in, and, and you try to figure out, okay, you have a competi- you have a competition, and, and there would be plenty of people, so plenty of people or communities that would come in. And say that they that knowing that they would have the revenue stream to cover that that they would have the TV money because they're in Liga and Mekis. See, they would have it. But the big, big wrinkle in this whole thing is exactly what Joel said. The reason why why that would never work, the NFL model, is because TV stations own the teams, and, and not, who are they going to know negotiate TV rights what, with? That actually explains why. The, the real funky formula as to where you have to where you see each your team every week rather than it being just one or two stations well there is no really funky formula I mean I've been alive 40 some odd years and Pumas has played as, at noon as long and Sundays as long as I've been alive yeah so in some ways in some ways I think that's that may be a good thing. Some of the other leagues have been going, some of in have been going like all the time. Well, I'm actually a proponent or, of, of of changing of of of, of mixing the schedule up because because of that fact because they have to you know they're you know they they have more they have more competition for eyeballs right now and it's so it would make sense for them to put their best games you know to to showcase their best games. Right. Well. I'll also tell you this. Um, something happened. Of, I'm sort of previewing a column I'm writing for on the Food Next Nation. Wait, is this? Some, hang on a second. Is, is this breaking news? Do we need to play a breaking break? It's not. Okay, okay, okay. Um, no. Okay. Because it happened Tuesday. In fact, it probably happened while you were asleep. And it certainly happened when I was asleep. Okay. Australian teams lost, I think. Australian teams in the Asian Champions League got blown out, I think. By tranny boys? Um, they, got, they got blown out. Um, in Thailand? It was against... In fact, <laughs> I'm kidding, Kong, I'm kidding. the Thai, Thai team, the Thai team was the only team that they drew, which was like 
an Australian team got points on, which is like Brisbane against Wangton, which were are the only which only Shit, tie team left tied. in the competition. Hello, BBC. Is so Wangton. Wangatong, United. Wangatong, United. Like food. It's oh, it's, it's so yeah. It's, I mean... After two games, the three like Brisbane War, um, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, and I think I don't know if it was I forget who the third one. They have a combined total of one point. In a minus eighteen goal differential. Wow! In two game, in two rounds. Is that uh, is that not good? Um. Yeah. Joel, you're, you've been a, a Sydney every... Wanderers fan desde la cuna, right? Joel, that was like your second team. <laughs> what? What was uh, my chips team? So, Steve, so do you think that 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 is that what uh, Liga MX is looking at, or? Yeah, the possibility of right, um, actually right now because I don't think among the major competitors in Concacaf Champions League for now Mexico may not be punished because there is not a China among them. There's not a China. There is not necessarily anyone with. But there could be the sort of grassroots investment that happened in Japan. But. But there could be. Yeah, but but there could be. In right, and that's the what they're day, that, that's gonna... what they're hedging with, and that's what they're hedging right now. Yeah, and Australian the uh, Fox Sports Australia sort of had a meltdown over explaining uh, over explaining what happened over the three games, and some of the commentators were like, like, oh, they didn't really. They looked like they didn't really want to be there, and or that this is what happened was going to happen with the so their so called golden generation was was getting old. But the reality is, um, the, one of the pundits that was talking about it, um, Mark Bosnich, actually had had actually made a case earlier. Of where the pressure, uh, where not having the pressure of relegation actually hurt hurt the mentality and hurt the urgency of why you needed to do the tack, do whatever you needed to do in the game, and and to work on work on things and whatnot. So they were being paid to lose because they knew that nothing was going to happen. No, no, it's that there wasn't any. it's just that there's not any reward and any punishment for the owners for being bad. They'll still get their whatever the money is from the TV deal because, and it doesn't depend on anything that necessarily happens. Anything that happens in the season, they could have the worst season ever and still get the TV money the next year. And that breeds a sense of mediocrity. That sort of breeds a sense of mediocrity. And the fans leave the... And without all the revenue sharing and all the, uh, all the quote, parody and quote, artificial parody, parody-inducing measures, 
you had a lot of teams leave league fold leave leagues here in the US too. Fold. Well, it's uh, it's something that obviously that they're going to have to. People I personally don't, don't think it's going to happen. People don't necessarily have the mental energy to say to keep continuing with with the same quote losing team if there's no punishment for the bad results. Hey so, man, Chivas have had to deal with that for what is it? How many years now? Who went forty? Forty one. Forty one. Forty one. What years of losing? What, Let's what be fair. <laughs> Hey, speaking of that fair, mediocrity. Chivas is actually still – you guys are like second in the clausura right now. No, no, we're uh, fourth. Fourth. Right, yeah, where I expect them to be. I think they're going to fight the top four spots. Hey, Even though their next, their next two games will be pretty, pretty hard, but they have enough points to well, bounce when back. Mean, when we mean mediocrity and – it gets to this thing like teams only have to be eight, eight best to have a shot in the title. Yeah, that's another then, example. That's that's a perfect right. example. What does that what does that do to you? How it, you prepare? It, it, it gives you a chance to. What does that to, do to win a trophy that, as a mid-table team? That's what it does. Well, it suck and still have a could, chance. Well, you could win that in Copa Mekis. You could win that. <laughs> In CONCACAF Champions League, if you qualified. Here's another example. Mexico makes the World Cup uh, after a horrible performance and almost missing out on the World Cup last cycle. I would have been still, by the way, that, by the way, when when we get to the hexagonal phase, that may be mediocre by Mexico, what happened may be mediocre by Mexico standards, but. That is still like the fourth out of 53, 54 teams in Colorado. No, those are scrub teams, though. Those are, those are minnows. Mexico, that, that was but, mediocre. And th- them even getting the, 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 the prize to go to the World Cup was, was a prize for mediocrity. And I would have been okay. I mean, it would have hurt. But I, w- I would have sort of been okay with them missing out on the World Cup just, just to punish them. Just like, like you're saying, the punishment for not giving good results. Right. Tim, we need to, I'm but telling you, you because we need to you, give you your own rant segment, man, because you, uh, I think I'm going to have to make one up for you next week. That'd be terrible though. That though, like they're missing out. They're not going to learn anything from that. Well, the only ones that hurt are, are, are us. I mean, sure, yeah. they'll, they'll miss out on the money, but really we're the only ones. Yeah, that that's really what I'm talking about. Hit them in the pocketbook. <clears throat> yeah. Hit, hit them in the pocketbook. But I mean, it's not like they're going to, I would figure that there would be some kind of purpose behind it, like they would learn some valuable lessons to you know what where to take the direct. But that's not going to happen. They're always going to be thinking in the same. I mean, this this last incident with Veracruz. I mean, that just goes to show that nothing's changed. You know, there, there's and you wonder why very simple in their, in their thought process. Even John's tweet today about uh, traveling to Los Angeles, then to New York, then to Mexico City for uh, the qualifiers. It's all about money. I mean, like, I, I, I get to, I, I hear your point as far as, like, wanting them to, like, on some level just eat it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I want to see Mexico in the World Cup. I don't want to feel like a Wilbur and miss out on the World Cup. I don't want to, <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't want to start wearing somebody else's well, jersey. Um, yeah. Well, wrong it with wouldn't be cheeky. necessarily one World Cup that would be the problem. It would be if, if they would start missing World Cups more often. 
and if and if these were also somewhat tied to poor performances elsewhere, like in the club game, club game in the in international competition, in the uh, um, in the youth turn in the youth tournaments, Mexico is fine by Concacaf standards. Well, that's why they'll never leave because because they can qualify for all that stuff. That's why they'll never get seriously. That's why they'll never go to Conmebol. You don't you think? think that, I think they, I think we're kind of shortchanging Mexico, though. I mean, honestly, I think in the U.S. I'm not levels, saying that Mexico can't qualify out of Conmebol. What I'm saying is, is that they won't do it nearly. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, but yeah, you can stop well, and then bounce back. Yeah, but, I hear you on that point from from, from Conmebol. But I'm saying, from, as far as the youth levels, Mexico's. I think it's considered a world power at this point. They're they're but gonna be going. The they're gonna price, be favorites going into every single their. But the price almost every the, one of their competitions now in any youth uh, World Cup that they're in. No, they're I, gonna be considered I think favorites. under the under seventeen. The, but the point is, we're not that strong at the under twenty or Olympics. It's a. But it's important to remember that the price of the players. You don't have this. Hasn't necessarily meant that. Players have team sold players on mass abroad. If but, anything, but that's that's never been the model in Mexico. That's the the, the clubs. You know, eighty percent of the clubs in Mexico. You know, aside from a few stragglers, they don't depend on on selling players in in, 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 in order to maintain their bottom line. They don't have to do that, right? So there's but, there's there, 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 there's never been an incentive but, for them to sell players. But again, it, it depends on how much. The bids would come in. How much the bids are? If um, you can you could set the bids even you could set the bids even higher in like, in, or with the standard of Brazil, Brazil, and even if you set it at like Mexico standards for many players, at 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 the in various teams, particularly the top of Brazilian football, you you still have situations where teams in Turkey and China are willing to bid on them because they're one, they're Brazilian, and probably it's a prejudice of Brazil has done a lot and have had these great players. Yeah, but, but again, two, the, there's so many two, more Brazilian players maybe, to do that. Brazil Brazil has what oh almost over two thousand players that play abroad. Yeah, Mexico has fourteen. The, the, yeah. you, you can't compare them. There, there's but there's would, no comparison there. Create more, but but they don't they want to create more. They, they they have no need to create more. It's not it's not who they are. It's exactly. not what they do. Mexico's an importers league. They have been. Again, I'm an old guy. Like they, they, it, it's been like that since like since I was England. a kid. They've all that's what they've always done. And even before me, I mean, wow. Oh, uh, Ron. When you think of America's best players, how many of those guys were 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 were, were foreign players that came in that, that that they got out of the top ten? Was it like four or five, maybe six? Russo um, was a famous one. I mean, there's Carlos Reynoso. There's uh, uh, Brailovsky. I mean, if you if you look at like their hall, their, their little wall of fame, or like a player like on, on their website Chucho. that they consider famous players, Chucho. Almost all of them are foreign. I mean, just I mean that that's just how the league is. The league is not. Then that's sort of where, that's sort of where um, 
you sort of would think if if they would have if you were automatic to get the top... promotion based on how you did overall in terms of points in the Ascenso, you would probably see more teams actually taking a chance on at least lower division taking more of a chance on on the Mexican players that that aren't necessarily getting minutes. Okay, so so what's going to happen? Say that they do decide to eliminate the uh, promotion relegation, and they're going to expand to franchises. Yeah, but but they're they're going to add. But they're going to add. So let's say they they add. Uh, well, just say four for now, and we'll. And we'll... Mm-hmm. Okay, so so are they, they going to bid it out? Are, 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 are they going to split the money up? And if they, they do, do then, then then who who gets you know who? I mean, does does Mexico have enough markets? Uh, do they have enough urban centers to? Well, you know what, John? It's funny you say that because fifteen years ago, fifteen years ago, fifteen to twenty years ago, the northern teams weren't really that. Uh, you know, when I say the northern teams, I'm talking about like the Torreon and and and. and and the, you had teams like you know Tijuana, and you had uh, who's the other one that, that that was in the border town? Uh, fuck. Juarez. Juarez. Ciudad Victoria. Yes. So I mean, it's you're starting to get more markets, and you're starting to get more teams, you know, investing. I mean, obviously, you know, Chiapas, you know, even in the south and stuff like that. So I mean, there 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 have been markets that have opened. And that are pretty stable in the terms that, that they want football, if they want soccer. Uh, but I mean, it's well, it just seems like a, like a real odd coincidence to me, Ronnie, that that all of a sudden, you know, you know, Tampico has a a new team, they have a new stadium, they're flush with cash. I mean, it seems like if if, if they were to expand, you know, Tampico would have to be. Well, they, remember these they guys, guys want they, these guys want they want assurances, right? But so also, so so they, they would they would they would love the model of of, of the NFL no promotion relegation. Yeah, absolutely. They would absolutely they would absolutely love it. But I'd 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 go I'd I'd then argue and say, wouldn't it be more satisfying to earn it on your own merit? Well, of course. But 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 we're but we're, 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 we've 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 you know FMF has already decided that it's not going to happen. So 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 they're they're, we, they're he, they have six spots for sale, four spots 19, for sale. Since nineteen seventy, we've been we've we've been using playoffs. We've been using playoffs. So I mean, you know, we can't really base. We can't. I, I don't see. I don't see the Mexican league modeling themselves after Europe. Let's just be honest. Forget Europe. Exactly. Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. But maybe there is more, there is closer ties between like the Colombia and Europe, or the Brazil, or yeah. But the thing about Argentina is that how many Joel out of the was do they have twenty four teams in their in their in their first division, right? Or close? Who? Argentina. Primera, they have yeah. thirty. Thirty. They have thirty. They had thirty out of those thirty but, teams. How but many of those teams be, play in Buenos Aires? Be, that's only going to be temporarily. That's not going to be. Forever. How many are in Buenos Aires? Yeah. Man, I say about. Say uh, about half of about them, right? Half or more than half, yeah. Yeah, but you'd also have, in fact, the AFA is really only based in Buenos Aires. You get relegated beyond the set Primera B Nacional. You play if you're not from Buenos Aires. You're playing in a league that only has in 
a pyramid that only has associate um, membership with AFA. Right. AFA so, so, so that's why it, it is not a good. Argentina would not be uh, a but good a good model argue, to follow. But you could argue in 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 sort of an in otter model of a of a confederation of Brazil of of the CBF. Mexico and, and Mexico and CBF are are two different completely animals. Yeah, exactly. Because one different. actually started after I think it was like the state federations that were that were in place. The, the, the states the state federations are actually still more important than, than the CBF. Yeah, because they have, they have their own tournaments, right? Like the, exactly, yeah, exactly. they're playing them right now. Yeah, yeah. And and so, there's even promotion relegation in, in yeah. between those. Yeah, there's levels there's between the four between the four uh, uh, divisions. Um, but again, again, I'm going back going back to Mexico, going go back to promotion relegation. You know, using using Europe or using Latin America is pointless at this point. The, the, the model it's, that it's it, the, Article Nine in FIFA. There's Article Nine in, at least in the bylaws requires mandates that eh, those are more guidelines. Them. They're not really laws; they're just guidelines. Well, I mean, who, let's see. Well, what are they going to say? What are they? UEFA, let's see if the, the new the, UEFA Super League, if whatever the European Super League, tests them. They have. They have a, a European Super. League. It's called the Champions League. Being, yeah, but some teams were not happy, and some but some teams were like, okay, we're trying to go, to, we're gonna try to form our own thing and not necessarily be responsible. To... They've been talking about that though for like over yeah. ten years now. Longer. What is it, G14 or G16? G, yeah. It keeps getting bigger now. It's like the G48. <laughs> it keeps getting bigger. But but the thing is, is that uh, I I I agree with Ronnie that that that. The reality is, is, is that Liga MX's biggest competition is going to be MLS. Yeah. And they, 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 they have to learn to compete at, not necessarily at, at that level as far as on the field, but, but as far as the marketing and everything else. Yeah. That, and, and, because and, MLS and, is that, That's go, what they need. Right. Because MLS is They've actually go done. They've actually, right now in the U.S., Liga MX is wiping the floor with MLS. Yeah, and, but that but that has but that's but, not I mean but, but you're see, right. But, that, that, that's always been the case. I mean that, that's, that's not that's but, not anything the, new. Exactly that's been the case. Was that a but you can't that's not, a, that's not a guarantee that that's always going to be the case, Steve. So they're always going to be there's always going to be uh <clears throat> excuse me. So MLS is going to go after the after after the fan base. So the thing about it is ML the Liga MX is going to have to learn to fight for, for basically the, the 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 fan base that's here already in the U.S. So I mean that that's why they're gonna they're gonna have to go with well, they're gonna have to go with with the uh, with the franchise model similar to the NFL, a true franchise model, not 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 not, well, not a hybrid. Well, can't you try other getting in using the English broadcasts or at least the highlight packs to get into? Other big markets are you're forgetting about Asia, which is like China, India, Indonesia. Why aren't clubs necessarily looking over there? Af- um, Nigeria in Africa, Nigeria, South Africa, um, not necessarily big, um, 
and whatnot. There's still a lot of people that you could potentially compel outside of the U.S. and Canada. Are you talking about for- think on a? You just have to think on a global mentality. Yeah, but I mean, right now, the, the Mexico, their their immediate competition is is MLS, and, the, and that's because and the, they think that's because they think only about the U.S. They don't necessarily in maybe assuming some things about Central America and whatnot. We're not Mexico's not winning any audience outside of the U.S. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean they have to be realistic. Steve, Steve, for them to win the audience outside, that that that's not the league's job. That's the that's national team. That's the national team. The national team. If they win, if they but win, they have to. But they also to win the audience. You basically have to win a lot in, in a short period of time. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, Steve is, you know, you're gonna win. The, you're gonna win the, the fanboys in, in the Middle East and 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 in Africa and those countries that don't really have a footballing culture per se, because either because of lack of resources. Or, or, or just or, you know, or interest in other sports or, or uh, interested in other sports. That's Liga MX is not going to win them over. The national team is going to win them over. That's considering they win World Cup or they do really good or and, and they start becoming you know top in the top five. Yeah, that's not really you, know, you know what, Ron? We we could see that with China. They, What's that? Chinese league. They're getting all these high profile players. I, I don't see people trying to watch those games. You know what? Because. You know, you know, they're on not necessarily one because they're not necessarily on at. They don't. They don't have a, times that are. Times yeah, but I still local. haven't seen a Chinese league recap show here either. No, yeah, ex- but, but here's the thing: it used to be a Asia, I guess, an Asian Football Weekly, where you would see things on like Fox oh, Soccer Fox, Channel, uh, Fox Sports World, on One World Sports. Then later on One World Sports, they, you know, but they don't. They still don't have a culture. They still right. don't have a footballing culture. They, you can have money. Qatar has money. Japan's getting one. Japan's getting a footballing culture. And, and, and obviously, there's there's Japan's a, a Japan's a baseball town. I mean, let's let, let, let's be honest. You have to. Um, um, that, that's that's the difference. Steve. You you can you know you can bring in the money and stuff like that, but if you don't have the culture, you know they built you you. Um, China is force-feeding their culture right now. They are force-feeding the soccer you, culture. Because you know, Xi Jinping what, is, a big, is a big soccer guy. You, you, you know, I guarantee you this, Steve. I guarantee you this. And this is back, you know, what was it? When, when my folks were living in China back in what, 2001, 2002, when you would go into the equivalent of a locker, like a foot locker, when, back then, all you would see were you would see uh, just European, European uh, uh, jerseys. Now, granted, they've invested a little bit more in their teams and stuff like that, but it's still they're still European fanboys. They don't, so, they don't care about. It. So they don't sell La Trophy's t-shirts in 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 China yet. It's not. Right. It's Wrong. not. It, you know, it's it, well. It's not. They can get into Robinos, but they they know that they they they're not stupid. They know that the Robinos are basically burnt out from Europe. Or or they don't want to go. Or they still want to. They still want the the money they were making. They just don't want to have they. They're not ready to be journeymen yet. Yeah. So I mean, like yeah. Oscar, like you see in Hulk. Hulk is a different story because he actually played a number of years in Japan, in Asia. Right. Yeah, but, the, but also another reason, and I don't blame these players for going over there because 
you only Relative, have so much time. Re- relatively speaking, they can make good money, and they can, and, and 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 it's still a safe country where you're not going to get mugged because you know you're wearing a flashy, uh, uh, you know, ja- uh, you know, you're wearing a shirt. Union de Curtidores replica shirt. You know, you're not going to do that. So I mean, I can understand why they would rather rather than going back to some favela in in, in Brazil. You know, they're they're going to stay in in, in 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 a really nice posh part of uh, of Shanghai or Beijing or not whatever. only that, you're not. Not only that, a lot of the teams, particularly in the first division, they're in. They probably the players are probably living in very nice international areas. Oh, I know. they don't I, have I, to. They don't. So they don't necessarily feel the culture shock so much. No, uh, no fried scorpion. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I imagine. I mean, when my folks were living in China, they they were, they were living in very nice yeah. posh did areas. They, did they eat fried scorpion? Did they tell you, Ron? Uh they wouldn't eat street. Because I got to tell you, it looked, they, it, looked, it looked good. They wouldn't look. eat street food. They would not eat street food. What yeah. What I mean is, uh, I think, I think this was on. I think they they were talking. I think we'll this was on. discussed on a Beyond the Pitch episode some years ago. Um, talking about um. It's like 2014, 2015, and some of the and some of the teams that may be far away, like from the Beijing's or the Guangzhou's or the or the, or the Shanghai's, are not necessarily are for some players. It, it's certainly in certainly a culture shock, and there have been players who had played some of their careers in the U.S. who had mentioned who had, who had felt some uh, a lot more of culture differences between Western and Western and things that you might do in Western culture, or or in the Americas or the Caribbean, and what you do in out in China. Forgetting like that, like then even think about if you play in Xinjiang province, which isn't necessarily ethnically Chinese and ethnically Han Chinese. So that's sort of a Turkic region. More like Central Asia than necessarily the rest of China in some ways. So if Mexico does do this, or the FMF rather, and and they want to, what, uh, what, what? Let's say they want to bring in, they want to bring in two teams. What two? What two franchises? What 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 two cities would be the ones? I'd say <clears throat> obviously Atlanta would try to make a, pu- a push for it, right? Uh, they would because of their history. Um, and obviously, because of the you know the owners are still pretty, you know they still have connections within the first division. Uh, although they're doing pretty bad right now. But the, you know, the- I think Atlante would be an excellent option. But they have to build a stadium in the Zona Altanera. There's the, it's the only way for that to work. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I can't. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just go with the teams that they force the stadium requirements on, like Tampico and? Tampico, Potros, uh, and but Potros UI UIAM being in the team that's in the second team in Toluca 
as yeah, well. I mean, as... But if you want a franchise, you want to. I mean, you don't want to have a second team in Toluca. What would be the point? So that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, a rivalry in Toluca. Well, a rivalry with uh, the big boys. I, I don't. Be... I... I I don't think that that would be the point of 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 uh, of uh, of going for the franchise you know model. I think it's it's to it's to consolidate and and to you know you know the, the regions and the mo- and, and and the cities. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Cancun, you know, Atlante is over there. Yeah, but see, but uh, but Cancun would make Liga Mekis. It would make it a, it would make it a destination league yeah. where they could yeah. end. It would it would make getting tournaments a lot more attractive, yeah, much more say than than, and I hate said unfortunately like more so than than a, like a Tampico, but but Tampico has, you know, like like Ron, you you said a lot of times they have a lot of money, and they have yeah, a lot of they have a lot of they make this tradition. Tampico is old money, dude. Yeah, I know, and that, that that's how I was wondering if I mean because. Tampico's old money, then Veracruz is even older money than Tampico because it's you know it's been a port for five hundred years. Yeah, yeah. And and you have and you have a lot of you know rich, uh, lot of rich fat cats you know that yeah. you know with old money. But but Cancun I think would be and like you said because Atlante wants to be would probably be a slam dunk, and then they would have to fight it out I think between Tampico and uh, probably San Luis. You know they just have to really you know get into it. So it would be. <laughs> But uh, but 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 they have to. If they do go to Cancun, they they have to put a stadium there because that way they can get a club world. I mean, seriously, I, I like the club world cup, but to play that in, and that's also gonna they're gonna. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're gonna want to make that in every four year tournament to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably gonna want to bring in, you know, four European teams, four South, you know, and. Bum, 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 and make and make it like a two week like a Christmas turn, which I think is actually kind of a cool little. Yeah, so I've 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 come to turn you know I've come to to terms that that as much as I'd love you know as a, and I said it last week that you know I love the FA Cup because I think to me that's the it's the perfect it's the perfect tournament where you have you know the, you have the perfect soccer pyramid, but obviously because of that they have just a they have the the, the culture to do it. And and they have the the purchasing power to do it, you know. The you know I, I'm 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 kind of convinced that you know the 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 second division in Mexico is not is never going to be what I love for you know it's never going to be what I want it to be for many reasons, you know. Well, right, and you and you said earlier on the show that the the Primera División A had at one point have you know fielded sixty teams. And, Not and all at the same it, time. Keep in mind, this was and this is from and this was from ninety three to, to about two. When I read this article to in like two thousand two thousand two, so it wasn't even a decade, and already sixty teams had already passed through that. I remember going to uh, remember what the the old FMX Foot website when it first started out. It was how clumsy it was, just awful, yeah. and it just like it just took you, you know, just it, it was like it was like peeling like a thirty layer onion to get to get to the stuff and. Yeah. I remember I, I looked at the logos for uh, like Primera I and said, and I was looking, I was like, I'd never even heard of 80% of those teams. I had no idea they even existed. And I guarantee you out of those, say, 50 teams, I bet you there's maybe 10 left or, or, or you know, the, 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 that are still in that incarnation. 
you know what? Next time I go into my next time I go into my storage, I'm gonna actually get the uh, the art uh, the the art uh, the article. That actually was in Football Total. That I remember now. It was a Football Total article, and it actually had the teams, the names of all the teams that had gone that had played from Primera A when it started in '93, '94 to about 2002. That's when I think when that's I think that's when I had the edition. Yeah. Uh, it it sounds like Ronnie, your storage is like is like is like the Citadel in in Game of Thrones. It has <laughs> yeah, all of this old. Is there a way? So you're like you're like you're like Maester. What was it? Maester Tarly is going to go in there and read up. On... <laughs> and, and I'll admit. Do you not allow girls in there, also, Ron? <laughs> you want to? Uh, no, no, I don't. That's it's my private space. <laughs> you you know. Uh, is there in, a jerk-off yeah. station in there? No. Like in the Step Brothers, his beat laboratory. <laughs> this is my book laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got a lot of fucking I got a lot of fucking boxes and books of magazines and shit like that, dude. It's just it's it's crazy, dude. <laughs> I, I, I actually I, I actually need to start cataloging all that crap, dude. You should. You should like scan it and take pictures of it, and then it'll be like uh, like the Book of Eli from, uh, you know, when 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 Legion Max <laughs> knowledge is lost. You know. I mean, I have I have, that... you know, like you know those like those old magazines, Football de, de Oro from the nineteen sixties. I have I have all of that, dude. <laughs> I have a book that I bought in. Uh, I was in McAllen. And it's uh, it's huge. It's it's like La Historia de México los Mundiales, and it was printed yeah. by uh, by Televisa. I mean, it is if if I put it on the coffee table, it would like the edges would would, would hang over the edge of the coffee table because it's so big. I mean, it's, it's just this ridiculously large book. But it, it is just it is just so interesting and fast because I mean, there was some stuff in there. I mean, I was from the from the from the ones that are where I wasn't alive. That it's just the story. The stories are hilarious. It just it's, it's just so they were so bad. It's just it's, um, but the yeah. one that got me was, was the was the 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 one with Chile in, in the in the World Cup with uh, they were in Brazil's group with Chile and Czechoslovakia. I have and, a little bit of a I have a bit of a solicitation to do. Was that- if you want to if you want to like if you want I think some of these stories would be great for like a Mexico themed these football times edition. No soliciting, Ron. No soliciting, Ron. What's up? No soliciting. I, I didn't hear you. By what, soliciting, what you... I mean I'm sort of vouching for the these football times. Oh, sorry. You mean the magazine? Their own magazine, right? Yeah, the magazine. Well, see, I think Although that, that means... you know, you know, Ronnie should do like a, like a video segment where he sits down in like a like a big comfy leather chair and. Steve. Has his pipe and... Yeah, I remember like like the dude that would do uh, the old movies. What was it? Turner? Yeah, exactly. Turner like uh, Man- yeah, exactly. Turner classic Ron- movies. Ronnie Ron- classics, dude. Just sit there with I've, a pipe, dude. I've been wanting to write a book. I've been wanting to write a book for for ages, dude. I just haven't had the time, dude. And I and I have all the information. I have most of the information, dude. Hey, if there's one thing, at least, at least, I. At least write your piece and uh, <laughs> I have I have about for... two thousand words. Can you write two thousand words about Ron, it? it'll take him three years to write two thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> I got books I got books from the nineteen thirties and forties dude on Mexican soccer dude. 
I mean, I, I that collect, is awesome. I, I collect a lot of this stuff, dude. God. But I just, like I said, I just, I, I haven't had time to catalog it. I haven't had time to do any of that, dude. Yeah, I, I remember when I, when I first met Ron, and uh, he would tell me when he was in Mexico City, he'll be in the tianguis and stuff. Yeah, dude, I used just to go I used, for I, for, for and, books. And, and, uh, yeah, I would go to Mexico City. I would stay. I would stay in a hotel near uh, near the Templo Mayor, and I would spend. Hours upon hours upon hours going to the bookstores over there by Calle Donceles. That's where they have all the books. You know, when my grandmother lived in Mexico City in the 30s, they yeah. lived they lived in that neighborhood. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That she, so, lived, I mean, she lived like three blocks from the Socalo. So I would go into these all these old, cool looking bookstores, dude, and I say, I want and it's like I want I want everything that you have on soccer. And I would like and I would go in there and, and I mean I mean, literally, there was this one one. The last time I went, I did this. I I, I went in there probably with about two grand, just a, about two grand dollars. And you came out with like nineteen hundred and ten shitloads of boxes, dude. <laughs> shitloads of boxes. I, I I came in with like you know I had I, I bought a lot of boxes worth of old shit, you know. Just you know. Uh, so, so at that point, you were buying soccer books by the yard. <laughs> probably, dude. And a lot of these imagine, that it, imagine it now, just like click, click, click. Amazon with Kindle, click, download, download. You'll, you'll find some of the books, you know, like on Mercado Libre. Dot, you know, Mercado Libre. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that. You, you wouldn't find it on on Amazon. Um, but you know, some of the stuff that I have, you, you won't even find it on the internet anymore. Yeah, I don't think you'll find like. Uh, I, I'm sure you have this book, Ron. It was more like a. It was this really cheaply made, uh, like a weekly. It was called Tiro de Esquina. Yeah, I still have. I have it. But in fact, it, 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 that that stopped publication in two thousand two. I used to go buy it. I had to go to downtown LA to buy it from like these Mexican newsstands. But it, it was pretty crappily made. Like it would fall apart. But it had like it had like all the stats. That believe it or not, believe it or not, that was one of my favorite magazines, Tiro de Esquina. Yeah, uh, and you're right. It was it was re- very cheaply made. The photographs were really cheap. But, yeah, uh, great, great, it, great information. Much. <laughs> you know, like I if would, you were holding it, it, it would it would smudge. <laughs> well, it's not like would, you'd have to hold a like, you know, like, like, like 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 melt some wax over all the sheets so that they would preserve them before you could. You need like I, some. I, I would take any. I would take those magazines over anything that you find right now on the internet or anything like that. They, they they were very informative. Yeah, and and I mean before, because I mean now, like you could go to like Medio Tiempo on some of the some of the websites, but back then, you know, it would have it would have like you know all, all the stats of the points and players' goals and appearances and all that. Uh, all the foreigners, all the foreigners that would debut, you know, in, in for for this season and stuff like that. So. They were they were very informative and 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 obviously soccer mania that came about later. They that was also a very informative magazine. But like but after the 2006 World Cup when they had this new guy come in and they started you know adding more girls and fluff and less soccer. That's when the that's when the uh, the magazine went uh, went under. You know, record tried doing the magazine and they were selling it here in the U.S. Uh, and I'll get it at Seven Eleven. I don't know if you ever saw it, Ron. Uh, I, I have a couple it down here. I didn't see. I didn't see it over here, but I. But I did. I did. 
I would catch their 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 specials, you know, their the record specials, like their editions, special editions. I would get those. And then a football total, yeah. I... Football total. If if memory serves me, they're still the only one right now, only football magazine that that's still around. At, like at, you... of the Mexican of the Mexicano mag- magazines. Yeah. yeah, I think they're the. I think they're the. I think they're, they're only ones now. Renia went under. Tiro de Esquina went under. What's his name? Who also went under. Uh, uh, there was another one. Uh, shit, I forget the name of it. They, I think, you know, I think they went under as well. Uh, and then, um, did they go under because they didn't have a web space? Uh, or do just, they just not just or just stay alive and not publish a magazine? Well, no, some of them, some of them didn't even stay alive because they because they didn't even have websites anymore, you know. Yeah, it all it all went it all went digital. Yeah. Hey, Ron, when you wear coat and tie, do you wear wear a solidarity black shirt and yellow tie like like go to go? No. Yeah, so I, thought you, I thought you wore a tight Americanista jersey. I don't wear jersey. You know that, Beto. <laughs> you know that. That's right. You don't. Uh, you, you don't. You don't support the team in any, really? in no, any way I, like that. I, no, I go. If I go to the stadium, I, I go casual, or I go. I go business casual. You know, I'll admit I don't like wearing replica jerseys, but I'll wear a shirt that has a logo on it. But the rep, rep, replica jerseys, I don't. Uh, and if, you know. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Oh, oh, my. oh, my God. Is that going to be Rayas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to jump Curtis on. Cambia Rayas, how are you, man? It's good, good to have you. Juan Uribe joins us from uh, from Long Beach here on the Cantina Mekis uh, podcast. The Cambia Rayas, we have, a, we have a special guest. Stephen Graff is with us, one of the uh, writers on Footmex Nation. And... Uh, oh. Your 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 young uh, Pachuca boys or your young Chivas boys uh, save save the day for Mexico down in Costa Rica today. Oh, that's that's crazy. They so they qualified to the. They did. They qualified. The they qualified to the World Cup. Okay, so this, was that uh, that that they lost to the to the to the US team and uh, there's a melt, meltdown globally. That's right. That it's, it's, well, not globally, but at least uh, you know, at least over in uh, over in the Inland Empire. But uh, <laughs> I know some people that live there. But uh, everywhere else, uh, everything seemed to be you know. St- you know what? They, they sell some good birria in, uh, in in Inland Empire. Do they really? I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's like a. You know, I don't need birria that much or, or really at all, but there's a spot that we that we were there. I think we were there for like an hour and a half waiting for them to serve us, man. I, you know, maybe it's the only place that sells uh, legit So the birria is good. The service, the service is terrible, but the birria is, is terrific. Oh, dude, now, they're, now they're, they're Joel, over, Joel over. was talking about birria over in his neighborhood, and he said that his, his birria was better than anything in, in, in Southern California. He was saying that earlier on the podcast. That's good over there so, where Jolie's at? That's what he was saying. I, I believe it, man. He There's was saying that he of... could that, that he could stand up toe to toe with any anything that you you know. 
<laughs> that you would that you would bring. <laughs> Juan, did you watch? Uh, Juan okay. didn't get a chance to watch the meltdown. Did you watch the? Did you watch Chivas meltdown Sunday against Chiapas? Was w- I didn't? I, I missed it, man. I had uh, I had games with my team. Uh, yeah. So, you know, how your boy? I don't know about Jolie. How are your boys doing? Dude, they're 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 doing awesome, man. We got a tournament in Vegas this weekend. I leave on uh, Friday morning, I think. Yeah, how'd you find that one on the on the calendar, huh? <laughs> what what a shock! What do you mean? What a shock! <laughs> yeah. That just just remember, Vegas. just remember, just remember why you're there. Don't forget to go coach the kids. You know. You know. You know. Remember. Uh, well, you know, Vegas is fun until they knew. find a dead hooker in your hotel room. What? You know, you know the the thing is, the last time I, that I was there in Vegas, I was there with Jolie, and he was just trying to one v one everybody, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, did he try to one v one you? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> I was like, you know what, dude? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I just out of curiosity, did did you guys have your uh, your your discussion? Unidos y divididos. When you when you were guys yeah, out in LA. And on the way there, we did, John. How long did it take? Were you able to resolve anything? Did you guys come come to an accord? One uh, was driving, and he wanted to get triggered. And, and yeah, well, wasn't his kid? His kid was in the car too, so you didn't want to shame him in front of his kid, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the funny part. That, that... Jolie was scared to record the the whole conversation. I told him, dude, let's let's record it. Let's, it's good. Uh, it'll be good banter. That is true. The... That is true several times and he's all like nah man you know I, I i didn't take a shower i didn't comb my hair all kinds of excuses dude i was like dude they're not gonna smell you it doesn't matter technology you know we good, could put it on smell vision next time we could have imagine that we could have like a like a chivas contra chivas hey hey, hey, hey let, let's ask uh, our, 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 our guest uh, steve what does he think of uh of hans uh western oh my God. no <laughs> Hans Westerhoff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, don't you? Apparently, the matchups are out. Apparently, the Copa Mekis around the 16 draws are out. Cholos play America right away in the round of 16. Final adelantada. Cholos, and I saw that, uh, that, that Chivas plays uh, the uh, team in Tamaulipas. Uh, I forget what they're called. Correcaminos? Uh, yeah, Correcaminos. That would actually, uh, Chiquis, we should, uh, that would be fun. Got one of them? Yeah, if, if, I was, if I was still freelancing, I would absolutely go to that. Speaking of going to games, though, uh, and this, since Quinn is on as well, I, uh, I posted a tweet earlier about uh, CONCACAF. Um, so Dallas beat Árabe Unido. Árabe right. Unido beat Monterrey. So that means Dallas is better than Monterrey. And the that tr- means the MLS is better than The, than tra- the transitive property does not work. If you're trying to summon... <laughs> oh. Being from the D.C. Here, area, man. being from the D.C. area, transitive property gets used a lot. When did Fernando join? <laughs> He's on mute. He's he, won't, he, won't, he, won't, he won't make an appearance. No, no, that, that's that's Steve Graff, isn't it? That sounds like Pern. 
No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Pern is on is on the call, but he's muted. He, no. he won't. Uh, we we won't. Uh, oh. Let's see. I, we have to try all our tricks. Let's see. Let's see if this one works. Let's see. No, that didn't do it. That, that didn't do it. Isn't he on the hot seat? No, he he beat Cruz Azul, so so he's not he's not on the hot seat. Nothing. He must he must be away wow. from his uh, from his uh, from his computer. You know you know what? I was watching uh, La Volpe's uh, one of his last the last two games. With my wife, and she mentioned La Volpe had like a like a funky tie, and he had all these bracelets on his arm, like to ward spirits away. You know, if if that coach, if he's wearing that stuff, you should wear it too. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I think you should. You should. You know, we were just talking about La Volpe's look. Juan, you could start a whole new thing where you could wear the black shirt and the yellow tie, man. It would be. <laughs> or no, or no, a she, tie with dragon. She was talking about his bracelets, so he's got like five different charm bracelets or something. Yeah, like like like, like that's not, Santeria bracelets. Yeah, that's exactly. I think you should go for the Rigo Tobar look. <laughs> no, one style. One style is this. Um, I was I met up with Elbow yesterday, and we went to dinner, and we were talking about Juan, and I said Juan style is is his idol, uh, and he dresses just like his idol in sweatpants. Was it candlelit? And I'm talking about Biel. Who? What? I'm talking about Biel. I'm talking about Bielsa. That's how that's how that's how Juan how Juan dresses, man. Yeah, so you do you do the you do the you do the sweatpants and the hoodie on the sideline, Juan. Uh, you know what? My no hoodie, but yeah, I, I mean, I have to. Yeah, dude. There's no we, dude, we can't yeah, wear suits. We, why not? Because what? How are you gonna? Hey, do you do you? Oh, I'm, I'm not talking about practice. I'm talking about the game. You don't wear the suit during the game. Oh, you're not talking about practice. No, I'm talking about We're the game. Not talking game. about practice. The game. We're talking about the game. We're not talking about no, no, practice. No, practice, you can, you can, you know, you obviously want to wear your practice gear. But when you go to the game, you got to dress up. You want to dress up for the job you want, Juan, not the job you have. That's very true, but, I don't, I, you know. Bielsa doesn't dress up. There. Bielsa doesn't wear a suit, man. Look at him. And, and, he, freaking... and he bounces around from team to team every three months. There you go. No, dude, he, he quits. Which is totally different from <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you want to know why he quits? Because he because because he doesn't he doesn't like being fired. So he's like, oh, you no, fire me. Look, I quit, dude. Dude, look, look at Belbao when he was there. They knocked out Manchester United. Uh, I think uh, who, who who was the manager at the time? I think uh, I can't remember. I don't want to say a lot of moral victories there, Juwan. Yeah, yeah, but they, but they did. But, but they did. And, and look at that team. Look, you want to know? Team, you want to know why they won that tie? Because Wayne Rooney was 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 selfish. And he had chances oh. to pass Chicharito, and he didn't do it. Hold on, hold on. It, and it didn't so happen. We're, we're, so we're saying it's moral victories when it refers to to Bielsa, but not to uh, to. Now we come up with excuses for why they lost. Oh, it was uh, this player didn't show up. Well, there was up, it wasn't or, anything they did. I'm saying when you go a long time without being able to win silverware, then you celebrate beating hey, big teams. He well, is the Ricardo dude, Lavolpe no. of big coaches. <laughs> No, dude, but, the, the okay. difference between Bielsa and La Volpe is uh, this guy, he actually builds a foundation uh, for the team to be Just successful. Like now, the only thing is, except he doesn't brag about it. You don't hear Bielsa go, ese equipo lo hice yo. You know, you don't hear him say that. <laughs> Who, Bielsa yeah, or yeah, La Volpe? Bielsa. He's just a more refined <laughs> but, he, he doesn't yeah. the, but he also knows every, apparently, he does his research on you. On and, everybody. 
Yeah, you know what he says about you, Juan? Says good coach doesn't wear a suit on the sideline. You know, holding him back. You need to wear a suit. Holding him back. Well, well, one could just go back. Well, Julian Nagelsmann doesn't. At least Juan do the yoga pants and the coat like 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 Paco Palencia does, but you don't have to go as far as as, as painting the uh, painting the fingernails. You know you know what man he reminds me of like, a, like a Peter Pan character man. You know your boy your boy Igueta wears a suit. Yes. What about Pelado? Does he wear a suit? Yes, he does. Hey, what about that guy that's at uh, Leon? What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. He's a Bielsa. Oh, oh, he wears yeah. he, he wears Cabana wear. He he's 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 getting ready to go on a, on an excursion in the Bahamas. With, yeah, because I saw with the, with I, the gear I saw he him, wears. I saw him wearing jeans and like uh, like uh, like a uh, you know a jacket. Like uh, a like, Guayabera. <laughs> he wears yeah. sideline. Maybe maybe I'll do that, dude. That's actually t-shirt. very fashionable to me. You remember when uh, when Chelis was at Tamaulipas and he would wear the the. Oh, is it is it ta- Tamaulipecos? Is, is is that the name of the shirt? Did I get that right? It was like it was like a, like a Tamaulipas style Guayabera. Yeah, it's a Tamaulipas style uh, version of it. Yeah. So yeah, so, so there you go. Or, or so Juan, you could you know maybe we should wear a, wear a Guayabera. <laughs> no, you know what? That, that's not a bad idea because I do. Well, you know when it's a Sunday game, I actually do wear jeans and. You know, dress more well, casual. you know, are actually really practical because you have all the pockets, so you can keep all your pens, and you know, because I know that you, you're like Osorio, you have the the, the pluma roja and. Uh, I, and I use three three pins. So yeah, well, what, what's the other color? Well, uh, black, blue, and and red. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I use uh, four different uh, color markers. For uh, you know. Well, then the, the, then it sounds like you have to put the guayabera on. I have <laughs> I have some guayaberas I can send to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go for it, dude. I'll wear it. If you send it to me, I'll wear it. I'll do uh, it. I'll send you a picture. I will do it. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, I was, uh, you know, obviously uh, Pumas is out of the Champions League. <clears throat> lost 3-0 to Tigres, who I think now makes them a prohibitive favorites to win the entire tournament. I think anyone that uh, watched them tonight, you know, I knew this was going to happen. I was on a, I was on a show with my friend Daniel uh, Forstein last week. And we talked about the Tigres Pumas game, and I said, and I told them my biggest fear of that game was for Tigres to to, to like get it going, and then then to like jumpstart their season, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, so so Tigres wins three uh, zero, knocks Pumas out, and and frankly I'm a, I'm a little relieved because it, it certainly takes the temptation away of of going back to Vancouver. Was if, if Vancouver won the tie, then that would be a great uh, that that's a great trip. Joel, if, if Vancouver still makes the uh, the Conca Champions, if they, if they beat a, a Red Bulls tomorrow, you should seriously make the effort to go to Vancouver and catch the Tigres uh, Vancouver game. Oh man, I, I don't I don't have enough uh, enough shekels. Three, three days or vacation time. If not, I would I would have. <laughs> I actually haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie woke up. Want me to find you a, she- a couple shekels in my uh, wallet? In my wallet? For real. You know, Ronnie would uh, would, would, I'm not would, would, would pay for your I'm trip there, Quinn. You were in uh, Israel, um, Steve? Yeah. Yes. 
still have some that I never converted back to dollars. Hey, but at least we can go to Dallas and see the uh, Pachuca. Pachuca Dallas. That's right. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that that's going to be on a day where I'm, where I'm producing, uh, where I'm producing an event. So it's going to be unfortunate for me. But you should definitely go, Cheekies. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. The um, FC Dallas has a nice little press box, and uh, although it'll probably be uh, a little fuller than usual because it's Pachuca, so. Oh yeah. I don't know if they'll have. Hopefully, they'll have an auxiliary for one for you too. No, uh, yeah. I'm saving. I'm saving my uh, my vacation time for the Molero Gold Cup. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you know, they announced the uh, as as Chiki's pointed out. We talked about the. Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna the, the 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 LA game is on a Saturday, like the 27th or something like that. So I might have to uh, figure out a way to get out there for that. But that's Memorial Day weekend too. Chin. We'll have to come out a little early then. Come out on Thursday. We'll figure something out. Should be good. You know, you mentioned uh, Chiquis, the Arabe Unido. If I'm not mistaken, and maybe maybe Steve knows more than this, I think Arabe Unido's team was uh, was was kind of picked over because they a lot of their better players were 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 sold off uh, mid season. So so which, it, it, it was like nowhere Arabe Unido against uh, Dallas. It was nowhere near the same team that played the team. I'm not making an excuse for him, but I know that I know that it was that, that a lot of the players that played against Monterrey were not playing against FC Dallas. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that that's what uh, John Arnold had, uh, had, had, had said last week that it was just, which is very unfortunate. I mean, I feel bad for Adam Allen either because uh, I'm sure that they would have preferred to have played that game with a team that did so well against, uh, against beating Monterrey both home and away, which was pretty impressive. They lost two players in the but it was their, window. It was to... their two best players, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they lost they and in the window they momentarily got um Blas Perez. But then they but then for some reason on a free, but then they moved him to then he moved to Blooming in Bolivia. Club Blooming. Bolivia pays. Does that have a Actually, fairly, actually, somewhat well. So this Dallas team might be a little bit inflated. Uh, uh, Hercules Gomez thinks that Roberto, they did get, get Roberto Chen though. Alabe Unido did get Roberto Chen. Fairly good player, but he is relatively new. Ex Malaga man. Right. Well, I mean, Dallas is there. I mean, there's no question Dallas is a good team. I mean, they, 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 uh, you know, they have a very, uh, an MLS like style of play, which I think will, uh, will definitely help. I mean, it's not going to be easy for, for Pachuca by any means. It's going it, to, it, it's going to be, you know, the, 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 whoever comes out of this will be a worthy opponent, uh, in, in the final. Uh, yeah, there's any, it's not a, it's not a guarantee at all that Pachuca is going to, is going to win this. It's going to, it's it should be very exciting. It should it's, it should be a lot of fun. But be careful. But be careful with making any predictions that okay, Pachuca is going to lose. If we are, we're probably just setting them up to be underdogs, which probably helps the Duzos out a little bit. Diego Alonso has 
I think the last time, one of the last times he was in the tournament, he failed, I think, at the semifinal stage. But Montreal Impact had didn't play brave. For the most part, really, really played a tight, tight lock. Yeah, I think, I think FC Dallas is better than Montreal Impact. So They'll be braver, so there's probably going to be goals. Yeah, it, 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 it should be it, it should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, Tigres will play the winner of Red Bulls, New and York, whatever. and Vancouver. And guarantee that um, soccer Twitter is going to explode both games. Well, that's... Uh... At least American soccer Twitter will. There'll be some who there'll be when if the if it's the Mexico teams that are that that end up having a really easy time, Pachuca and Tigres, then it's going to be a field day on for the pro for for many of MLS critics and. For many MLS critics, and some of that side of Twitter, some better at making the criticisms and in a better way, in in a coherent manner, and than others. But and on the other side, they'll be they'll overblow. Other side, one might overblow a success. It'll get it then. It would really get overblown if these teams crash out. I don't. No one, none of us, is think is that going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think any of you for now thinks it's going to happen. For now. Um, I certainly, certainly, um, they would have to play with a lot more da- malice and get them get Tigas or Pachuca off the game, off their mentality in the game, in their approach to the game. Right, and I just don't see that happening. Well, it'll definitely if be, not uh, in the U.S. It'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it's a. I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier. Is that it? That eventually, uh, if done already, I, I do. I do believe that uh, that the Liga Mackey's hinge uh, success hinges on. On, on, frankly, on, on the relationship they have with with uh, MLS, and, and 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 the way to cultivate that relationship is to have these really good matchups that they have in this Champions League. So hopefully, MLS is doing them a favor, by the way, by buying by making it hard for these Central American teams to keep a lot of players. That does anyone ever realize that there that. That is one way they might be giving Mech that favor by just like whenever like a Saprisa or 
Olympia or Marathon or has a surprise result. A couple MLS teams, maybe a South American team here or there, just come buying in a buying. A few of the players. It's more than. It's not an. It's not like Anji Machkachkala changing, changing an entire squad over a winter transfer window. Well, I mean, MLS can get the Central American players fairly cheap. I mean, uh, it's to, to put things in perspective. When Jorge Vergara bought Saprisa, they were they were in uh, they were in serious financial troubles, and he bought the club. He got he he t- he, he invested four million, got them out of their debts. So to put that in perspective. Oswaldo Sanchez, he was paying Oswaldo Sanchez more money than that. But it, but so, I mean that's whatever that's, after. That's, wait, that's, wait, that's, wait, you mean the entire the entire squad? What's up? You you mean but Oswaldo after, was earning more money than the entire Saprisa? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it Oswaldo or Luis Miguel? No, no, no. It was Oswaldo. This was Oswaldo. This was Oswaldo. <laughs> This, I mean, for for the amount of money, for the amount of money that he, you know, that that he got uh, Saprisa out of out of uh, out of financial dis, you know, uh, disarray, and, and, and I mean, he was able to turn everything around, and then and then they went to win like four four uh, league championships in a row. In a in a Concacaf Cup. Yeah, and and let's Last not, let's not talk about who win. they. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Let's or where? Or let's where? just let's just talk about Zaprisa <laughs> winning, and that's all. The purple diamond. And then, and then, after some time later, it's now back to the supporters' trust. Like this, supporters' trust now. I think now owns the team again. Well, the uh, semifinals will be played uh, between March 14th and 16th, uh, which is, I guess, two weeks, and then the uh, second leg will be two weeks after that, with the final being uh, April 19th and April uh, 26th. So that's how the CONCACAF Champions League uh, is going gonna, is gonna to shake out. And then, of course, we will uh, hopefully uh, bring you some reports from those games as they get nearer and nearer. But, uh, gentlemen, I do want to – probably a good time for us to uh, wrap up the show. So I do want to say, every, uh, you know, thanks to everyone has uh, stuck around to listen again to uh, another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Joel, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. Steve Graff, really appreciate uh, you uh, coming on and, and and duking it out with us. Appreciate it. It's fun. Glad you could uh, be with us, and uh, we'll uh, definitely uh, be sure to. Uh, hey, uh, I like the cha- I like the challenge. To, I, like, uh, I like I like <laughs> this idea of being uh, challenged on on knowledge. And you guys push. You guys really push, pushing me, and that's the big joke, Steve. I came in here to learn. Hey, Steve, we just need we, we need to know what we just need to know who who your team is in Liga MX so we can make fun of it. 
<laughs> oh, man, we already making fun of it. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you gotta, you gotta play the real anthem, dude. Oh, you're right. I, I forgot. I forgot that that one had been retired. With, with Eagle Screech, Actually, please. Yeah. Oh, with Eagle, I gotta. <laughs> we got. We gotta. We gotta wait for that. That makes the song right there. It's yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's the best. By part. By the way, the... America has been in this mode of two minimum. minimum to to get to the playoffs for like or get to. It's sure at least for at least until maybe last year or so. Go find Mechies. If you're not first or last. That's right. Chickies, thanks for joining us. Thanks yeah. for setting it up as always. No problem. Thanks and, for having uh, me. For you folks that don't know, Chickies is the one who uh who who runs our Twitter account, so so any any, any any gechas or cheesemas you can you can blame Chickies. <clears throat> Thanks, yeah. uh, or, or 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 of course, you know, law, you know, you know, uh, if you want to, you know, praise him or or applaud him, you can certainly do that as well. Juan Uribe, thanks for joining. I know you, I know you hopped on a little late, and uh, we did get a, just a little chiva contra chiva, and you 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 tried your your damnedest to take us on a, on a deep chivas dive, but it didn't work. <laughs> but, but 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 we do appreciate you joining us nonetheless. Hey, thank you guys for having having me. And uh, hey, Steve, uh, thanks for coming out, man. Uh, good stuff. Pleasure. I do have to ask you, Juan, before we go, you uh, you posted some a video of you talking to kids, but you, there was no audio, so we could only assume that you were just 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 shredding them, just just totally, <laughs> totally undressing them in front of and in front of their parents and everybody else. Oh, it was it was, it was absolutely awe inspiring to them, John. They yeah. went out and they scored like yeah. thirty goals on the. Opposite. Do we need to play the like the like the Rudy music for you the next time? There you go. You know, yeah. uh, what's that one? Uh, I can't remember the the song now. It's uh, is the one they play where the guys are sprinting. Yeah, I think it's a movie. Oh, Chariots of Fire. There you go, Chariots of Fire, man. That's all you need to play. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll 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 we will do that. And uh, your your, your Chivas, a, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was a that was a great that. score by Vangelis. Well, it was a great score. You know, the one that I liked was. Uh, when the uh, the Scottish guy was getting ready to uh, to, to to go on his race, when I mean, he could, he wouldn't race on Sunday, so he, he yeah, did a different yeah. race altogether. Yeah. Ron, when 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 you, when you trained for the hurdles, Ron, did you did you jump hurdles with 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 champagne glasses on them and make sure you didn't spill a drop? No, I, I don't. I never did track and field, man. No, I have to ch- I have to chase a ball, dude. You know, right? I understand. Ron, uh, th- you like Ronaldinho. You like Ronaldinho, man. Can't train without the ball. Yeah, dude. Just r- running for the sake of running to me is boring as hell. <laughs> you know, I I, I got it. I have to have a ball. I understand completely. I understand. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. It was uh, it was fun. Like Appreciate always. it. I would say thank you to Fernando, but I guess he's just a. Uh, just, just the lurker tonight, not, uh, not participating. But this has been the Dos Acero. I did it again. The Cantina MX Football Podcast. Again, you can listen to us live on YouTube every Wednesday night, or listen to this and every other previous edition of our podcasts on in the Podcast Center on iTunes and also in uh, on Google Play. So thank you guys very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week. This is John Jagu saying good night.